Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Hello and welcome to another episode of the People's Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Ali Bunker. I'm here, just here this week with my little brother Aiden. No Matt this week because he's sunning himself in Dubai. Aiden, how are you doing? I'm alright, I'm not jealous at all. No, no, I'm not jealous while we're sat here on this windy, cold and rainy day in Milton Keynes. Uh, and Matt's off sunning himself in Dubai around the pool. But... Matt doesn't get to watch what's been a hell of a couple of weeks in the WWE while he's away. True. Yeah, he's missed out on quite a lot. He has. So we should probably get get into this because it's been a little while uh, and some major happenings from the last couple of weeks. Firstly, we'll start with a big one. AJ Styles, the new WWE champion. WWE officially hashtag done, done with, with gender. <laughs> this is such great news. Thank God for that. 170 days we were subjected to Jinder's title reign. Can you believe that? That's a that's a long time. I saw a stat the other day that his his one title reign as champion had been longer than oh, who was it? I can't remember who it was, but someone who had about three reigns. As, I think it was Roman Reigns. His his one title reign has been longer than all of Roman Reigns' <laughs> title reigns combined. Well, yeah, they've not been particularly long, have they, Romans? Well, no, but you would think he he's their guy. <laughs> you might get one in eventually. Well, yeah, you'd think, but you know. Uh, so yeah, 170 days of Jinder. Thankfully, that's over. I don't want. I don't mean to. Don't mean to bash Jinder too much, but come on, man. It's you're not championship material. To be fair, yeah, like he. I feel like he's probably done better than most anticipated, but it was still. It was just not good. He well, got that, good heat. He was a good heel. Yeah, but. It got to the point where you just didn't care about the main title on the show. So. Yeah. And I think part of it summed up by the fact that I think during the commentary, during the AJ Styles, Jinder, Mahal match last week, uh, I think it was Corey who said that, um, just look at who Jinder's beaten since he's been champion, like trying to big him up. And then he was like, Nakamura. Randy Orton. And, uh, Randy Orton. <laughs> two like, people. It's beaten two people in I can't 170 even think days. Of, <laughs> I can't even think of anyone else that he's actually even wrestled in There that was title. one on SmackDown. I think he had a match on SmackDown, non-title match at some point, yeah, which he won like clean. Sammy Zayn or something. something like, I think it might have been Sammy. It was someone. But that was it. That's literally, he's wrestled three people on TV since he won the title. And, you know, he's won each one of those by cheating, which, fair enough, heel. But, yeah, not championship rate material. So hopefully, with AJ as champion, we'll be on to bigger and better things for SmackDown. And they picked the, probably the best candidate. Well, uh, yeah, the one standout. Not, not just in terms of uh, like ability and all that stuff, but in popularity, popularity. as well. So Jinder, who's one of the most hated people, and AJ, who's yeah. the most loved. Now this well, this went this all went down in um, in Manchester actually um, on the on the SmackDown Live a couple of weeks ago now, or last week now. Um, and so the, the weird thing about the, the tapings in, in Manchester is that they're not shown live in America. So it's uh, obviously we um, 
we try to avoid the news as best as possible that you know that something's happened on smackdown whilst it's not being shown on tv uh, but aiden didn't quite work for you did it no it bloody didn't <laughs> there's a lot of this going around um, a lot of people uh, have been pretty angry about spoilers from certain places even the wwe themselves posted or, or sent out a notification saying a major title change on smackdown live um, and when you got past the tag team title match where the titles didn't change you then knew that aj was going to win the title which was a big shame because the the crowd pop was awesome imagine if you didn't know <laughs> and you would have felt like they felt exactly like sitting there watching it i was uh i was happy but i'm tr- i'm just trying to think of how happy and surprised because <laughs> it was a surprise when i saw it it's a surprise yeah it's um, in england how surprised i would have been to actually see that happen i i feel annoyingly robbed yes i feel i feel the same I don't, although i didn't actually get it to confirm that aj had won the title beforehand as i say you can infer that from the the, the notification that the wwe app sends out which i should probably learn to stop like to just log out or something turn the notifications off because it does kind of ruin stuff because if i don't watch raw smackdown live which invariably i don't um i'll wake up in the morning with a shit ton of notifications <laughs> on my phone which gives me the results of everything and then i have to like close my eyes and just swipe them away (laughs) do you think that potentially they did that because obviously it was pre-recorded get people to watch yeah probably i'm I'm saying there's a lot of this in recent times with wwe so much stuff which they could be they could leave as surprises they reveal beforehand um for instance another piece of news john cena has been added to the survivor series team um now obviously he hasn't shown up on tv beforehand but there's always that that chance that he could show up so people might turn in just to see maybe he was on smackdown this week he wasn't um but they announced that during the week on on twitter or on social media um and there's been other instances of you know matches getting announced for for raw beforehand uh just to get people to watch it when really it would have been a better surprise or better viewing experience if we'd watched it and then that surprise had happened yeah have you heard um edge's theory as to why they sometimes do stuff like this no so he he reckons that um i can't remember the name of the show but there was a show that was um premiering premiering however they say it on usa network immediately after smackdown right and he reckons that occasionally like usa will call in like a favor um and basically say you end your show like super hot so it's a good lead-in like so the audience will want to carry over on this network to our show okay there's more of a calling it calling in a favor from the actual network yeah um which when you think about it kind of makes sense but also it's like if you're a wrestling fan you see this one thing happen and then maybe like a sci-fi show starts next it's not entirely related. I don't yeah. know what the show is, but no, uh, there was there's a show with Luke Harper in it. Yeah, there um, is that one. I don't I can't remember what that's called. Um, but I think that that aired after SmackDown last week. I'm not so sure about Raw. Um, but yeah, it does. Yeah, it makes sense. Obviously, WWE want to please their please their TV network, so um, you know that makes sense. It's just a bit of sh- a shame as a wrestling fan who doesn't obviously watch the USA Network, and uh, when things like this don't really 
don't really make a lot of sense for us people over here in little old England. Um, anyway, on to some more news then. Um, again, we're not, we haven't got a dedicated news section this week, but we'll just you know, slot some things in there. Speaking of Jinder Mahal, um, it, the match has been made for the Tour of India. Now, we all thought that Jinder was going into the Tour of India as WWE champion. We kind of felt that was inevitable, um, but apparently not. So he's lost the title, and Triple H announced on Twitter, again, not on TV, <laughs> on Twitter, that this match... Would well, he would challenge Jinder in India. Hell, it's a big match for Jinder, big match for Indian fans, obviously. Just realized you could call he could call his fans Jindians. <laughs> he could do if there were any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. But apparently, there's this little boy that apparently worships him, worships him according to that promo we did a couple oh, weeks yeah. ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, this, this boy does worship, he's a massive Jindian. Uh, <laughs> oh god jindians are there any jindians out there if, if you're out there let us know but I, I don't think there are that many um certainly not the 1.6 billion or whatever he likes to say, <laughs> say if there are in india um so yeah that match was made so what do we what do we think of that that's a um triple h returning to the ring obviously he will have returned to the ring before then at survivor series but we'll get into that um to face Jinder in India, it's a big, big deal for Jinder, right? Yeah, big deal for him. I, I, I don't really saw, know why. <laughs> I'd saw oh, just after the title had switched hands that um, on the like promotional posters and stuff for the India tour that Jinder was being advertised as a two-time world champion. So there was loads of people going around saying, "Oh God, he's going to win it back!" Like almost immediately, but then. It's like they've gone, right, that's not going to happen, actually, but we have to give him something big. So they've replaced him or replaced him being champion with him facing Triple H. Yeah. Who's been working a lot of house shows lately. He has been, yeah, in Shield Gear. <laughs> in Shield Gear, yeah. <laughs> and um, twerking with New Day. and Pedigreeing New Day. Pedigreeing New Day. Very busy guy. Um, but, yeah, I can't see, like, I hope against all hope that this doesn't happen, but I can't see Jinder taking the title from AJ before the tour and defending it against Triple H. I think that that doesn't make any sense. So Yeah, it's, so I think... it's Triple H, so it doesn't need a title. Exactly. I think yeah. it's safe to say that AJ's going to be champion by the time the Indian tour rolls around. He bloody better be. He bloody, bloody better be. It's in December at some point. I don't know when, but I know yeah. it's in December, so um, another month. Yes. So another match that was built up mainly on social media and, and on Twitter was uh, what some are calling a dream match outside of WWE. Chris Jericho will challenge Kenny Omega uh, at Wrestle Kingdom 12 on January 4th. Um, so, you know, big, big deal for the wrestling community outside WWE. Jericho hasn't wrestled a non-WWE match in, what, 18 years? <laughs> yeah, probably, probably even longer. A long, long time. Um, and... He's obviously Jericho's deal with WWE is quite specific to him. It's quite bespoke, and that he, I hear that he signs very, very short-term deals to take him to the ends of feuds, uh, and then just tops it up each time he fancies carrying on. Basically, um, I've never heard of that before with a WWE talent. So Jericho seems to be quite sort of revered in our way. Uh, but I do wonder how WWE feel about this this going down. I. Uh... I bloody love this whole thing. <laughs> um, when I when I first saw all the Twitter exchanges 
at first I thought it was it was just it was all just a bit of ribbing between the two, and then it started to get. You said like, ribbing, right? Ribbing, yeah. <laughs> okay. And um, then it started. Just to, checking. Then it started to get a bit more like harsh. Yeah. And I was like, well, what, I have no idea what this is going to lead to. Like everyone assumed that it would be that Omega would then maybe have a match with him on Jericho's <laughs> cruise. cruise. What's that called again? The, the Rock and Wrestling. Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. Rager at Sea. <laughs> Um, which is a great name and I really want to go <laughs> it's a terrible name but I do want to go <laughs> um, and yeah everyone assumed it was going to be that but I just love the whole way that it is, this has felt really obviously it was planned but it feels really organic yeah and um, I I hadn't seen anything on this on Instagram or Twitter or whatever um, I just saw a video it had no caption and it was the video of um, Omega in the ring with the Young Bucks after beating Trent Barretta to retain his title and basically just saying there's no one around, I've beaten everyone. Um, Which is he, always a, uh, a sign that someone's going to yeah. challenge him. And he, he even does it in, does another, like, he does half of it in English and half of it in Japanese. Which, yeah. And he's like really good Japanese as Pretty well. Pretty impressive. Um, and then, yeah, Jericho pops up on the screen and the whole, um, the whole, I love the line, uh, you're the Omega, I'm the Alpha. Yeah. It's just it's a good line. It makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, it's definitely a dream match, uh, and I'm definitely gonna gonna watch. Well, yeah, I mean, I've never really watched too much New Japan or or really anything outside of WWE. I've sort of gone in fits and starts with NJ and NJPW, um, but yeah, I think I'll be watching <laughs> that match. Yeah, my my first. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom experience. I I watched last year's one. Oh, well, yeah, I think everybody I, watched a bit of last year's. Well, I, I watched it live. Yeah. Because I I woke up just before it was on a weekday, so I woke up for work and I saw it's always it. on January the fourth. Right? It's always on January fourth yeah. every year, regardless of the day. And I woke up and it was on on Twitter saying starting in like an hour or something. Yeah. So I got up a stream and watched it live during work. Yeah. And it was the first kind of big show that I <laughs> again watched. no shame. Like. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was one. Of, it was one of the first big shows I've watched live outside of WWE, and it was. It's very different, but really it was different. Also, very good. Very and, good. And it was yeah. Also, like it was. It was very. It was really long. It was four or five hours as well. But it was topped off by the Omega Okada match, which yeah. made it entirely well. I did no work that day. <laughs> well, if you, I mean, if you consider it's it's essentially New Japan's version of WrestleMania, isn't it? Wrestle yeah. Kingdom. So four to five hours is about, you know, same as WrestleMania. It was a huge crowd as well. I think it's about 40,000 40 to 50,000. That's Tokyo Dome, yeah. So, um, so yeah, a lot of people looking forward to this match on, on Twitter uh, and online on social media. And I'm sure they'll do a hell of a job. Jericho is just super, super smart. And back to the original point, I do think, because I know Jericho's gone on record loads of times saying he'll never wrestle for anyone again who's not named Vince McMahon. Yeah. So I think there must be some element of um, of w- WWE realising that this is, this is best maybe, for the yeah. industry. Yeah. Um, or maybe that this can lead to something good for them later down the line. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are saying this could be a lead-in for Omega's eventual yeah. uh, appearance in WWE, because I think is. New Japan contract expires towards the end of January. Um, right, okay. 
I think he'll stay. I don't think he'll be there anytime soon. I don't think he'll be in WWE anytime soon. Same but, as the Young Bucks. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know, stranger things have happened. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Stranger things have happened. And the less said about that, the better. I do wish stranger things didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, just two quick ones then. So, Paige, return imminent. We're told PW Insider reporting that Paige, uh, who was at Monday Night Raw, didn't make a TV live appearance is returning to the ring imminently she's also now single um having left alberto del rio you know that's one just for the uh, the gossipy fans out there it's a little bit that a little bit weird that bit because yeah. everything about their relationship was so public yeah and then all of a sudden they're just not together yeah and there was nothing nothing until the little snapchat video which is fine um which is fine yeah everyone needs a public a life it's just yeah out of character life. for them yeah to not make it public um, but now it has been, so, you know, that point's moved. Um, and apparently talks have been very, very positive between WWE and Neville, uh, who is likely, we're told, to be making his return soon as well. Uh, when that may be, not too sure. Whether that's even fully the case, again, not too sure. But the very early indications are that the talks have been positive and that he will be returning to the WWE. Someone who will never, well, won't be returning to WWE TV, at least for the time being, is James Ellsworth, who we have just been told has been released from his contract in WWE. Um, I don't know how I feel about this one. Basically, I feel that James Ellsworth takes up a space on the roster which could be used for someone with much, much more talent. However, I I would be lying if I said I hadn't enjoyed some of his stuff over the past year and a half. Yeah, I was... The whole dog thing, no, no. Not that. No. But initially his whole jobber thing with Braun Strowman, that was funny. Just funny that was good. Yeah. Um He is walking comedy, like he doesn't even do anything, <laughs> he just looks comedic. <laughs> I, I stumbled across I think it was one one yesterday or something was the one year anniversary of Raw and SmackDown facing off on, on Raw when Chris Jericho just points over and goes, what the hell is that? Yeah. <laughs> Calls him like Chins McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> and he was... His stuff with AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose was all right. I didn't necessarily like the fact that he just get beating AJ Styles all yeah, the time. A bit strange. Um, but it did seem to work. Like it, it worked People loved well. it. If it worked well for Dean Ambrose... It worked well for James Ellsworth, and it kind of worked all right for AJ. AJ's, um, well, I think I'm pretty sure it was on James Ellsworth where he did the um, the Stars Clash off the stairs onto the floor, yeah. <laughs> and then there was another Stars Clash where he tucked his head and AJ Styles narrowly saved his life. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, James Ellsworth, in in the short time that he's been with WWE, has taken some proper bumps. He uh, Survivor Series last year. <laughs> Braun Strowman nearly killed him. He threw him past the disable <laughs> off the top of the stage. Uh, and his, his run with Carmella, I think, has actually been decent. It's the whole... been good for Carmella. Uh, initially, it was it started out as in, like, Carmella's meant to be using this guy. Yeah. Um, who obviously was in love with her or something like that. Yeah. But it it just turned into that he was, he was just kind of her lackey. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, I feel like they could have done a bit they better with have done it, a lot but more. it still wasn't bad. I think it did well for both of them. Yeah, I think it's yeah. It worked. got I mean, Carmella good heat. It gave yeah exactly. It gives he's a he's a heat magnet for Carmella who Duh. needed it. <laughs> Duh. Um, I just the whole dog thing. It kind of I don't know. That 
I don't know who came up with that idea, but they they need to have a good long hard look at themselves because it was terrible. Um, Definitely wasn't Jimmy Jacobs. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. Um, but you know his last appearance for WWE ended up. In fact, his last few appearances on house shows, he ended up being absolutely annihilated by the whole women's locker room, which, you know... Which is not... something I wouldn't mind experiencing <laughs> myself. <laughs> it's not a great sign that you're, you've you got a long career left in WWE, though, is it? No. No. Um, he, he's made the most of it, though. He's managed to get a year, oh, about, must have made a, a year a and a half out of it. it. Yeah, so good, good on James Ellsworth. I mean, he obviously lacks in... Uh, do you reckon any sort of tangible talent but <laughs> do you reckon um new member of the bullet club <laughs> yes. i think that would go down a storm in japan <laughs> they do seem to want everyone who leaves wwe to join yeah, them exactly. so yeah or maybe tna or global force wrestling <laughs> he would probably end up as their world champion <laughs> be world champion in any year's time <laughs> if that uh right okay so that's that's enough of the news then kind of catch up on what we've missed over the last couple of weeks so let's get into monday night raw Raw this week came from where? Where did it come from, Aiden? Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> right. Uh, yes, it came from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and it is the, the go-home Raw for Survivor Series, which we are told constantly is the one time of the year where both Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head in competition. Is did, it? You, did you hear about that? I think I've heard it once or twice. Yeah, but... I think someone might have mentioned it over the last three or four months. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. Uh, anyway. Excluding Royal Rumble. Sorry? Excluding the Royal Rumble. Excluding the Royal Rumble. And then the last Raw pay-per-view where SmackDown, AJ Styles faced <laughs> Finn Balor. Yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, or but it's the or one even time um, just after the Superstar shake-up where Orton faced Wyatt in the uh, <laughs> House of Horrors match. In the House of Horrors match, yeah. So, but it is the one time of the year that they, yeah, face, yeah, they yeah. face off in direct competition. Definitely one time of the year. Definitely once. Only once. Um, so it's the go home show for Survivor Series, and this card, I don't know about you, but it's actually shaping up to be really bloody good. <laughs> it's quite strange in that it were all the matches were laid out a month ago or yeah. so, and it's gone under, it's gone through so many, gone through such a metamorphosis, you may say. Good word. Uh, and it's weird because that doesn't quite, that doesn't often happen with pay-per-views. They'll no. slowly form, but this one formed from the start and has changed throughout. And has changed, yeah. And, and then probably for the better. Well, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I mean, I'm well, not, yeah, with the gender, gender AJ situation, definitely for the better. I was initially annoyed that we were no longer going to get Ambrose and Rollins versus the Usos. Yeah, so this is then, what I was going to ask you, actually, because you made it quite a specific point of saying that if you didn't get the, the ambrose rollins versus usos match you'd be really pissed off but you're not getting it now so <laughs> yeah i'm not getting it the only reason the only saving grace for that is the shield versus the new day right okay which, yeah i think which in in the end makes more sense because it's free on free it's free on free yeah I, I didn't really know what where roman was going to fit into the equation i think most people assumed he was going to be on the the team but it just wouldn't make the, the raw sense, team really, and that was even not what i think pw insider was reporting as well oh, right. um it was meant to be like him balor 
I can't remember. <laughs> he was on it. Bala, I think it was Samojo wasn't on it. Oh, and yeah. Triple H wasn't on it. But Kurt Angle and Roman Reigns, Bala and Strowman and someone else. And Jordan, Jason, Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan, right? Yeah. Jason yeah, okay. Jordan and Roman Reigns on the same team. <laughs> <laughs> the fans would love it. Um, so, yeah, okay. So we should probably start with uh, where we all started, um, which is Stephanie McMahon. Who, now for me, offered some very confusing or mixed messages. Basically, she brought out Kurt Angle in a very sort of victorious and triumphant announcement. She sort of bigged him up, hyped him a lot, uh, up a lot. And then when he got to the ring, she basically gave him a dressing down and belittled him. <laughs> is it just me or does this sound like every Stephanie McMahon promo in the last <laughs> however many years? Yeah, basically. Um, you're rubbish at your job and I'm just about to fire you, but somebody can stop me. I can be stopped from firing someone because someone played some music. That's basically what Stephanie had. It was weird. It was like um, she was, as far as we're aware anyway, about to fire him. Yeah. But before that, she was like, I'm going to give you an opportunity to like redeem yourself. Yeah. But two minutes later, she was then about to fire him. Well, How was he meant to then redeem himself? <laughs> well, the point would have been that... Um, she was giving him the opportunity and his his responses to her questions in that promo led her to the conclusion that oh. he had blown his opportunity and she was going to fire him. I think that's where they were going. It wasn't particularly clear. Um, but I do think Kurt was particularly good in this promo. I thought he, in the, the little speak, speaking lines he did have, they weren't delivered great. Um, I thought he was okay. I thought he played the role of... Um, someone being given a dressing down <laughs> of like a scolded dog quite yeah. well yeah i don't know i just i didn't i didn't really feel any sort of it didn't feel any i didn't feel any conviction from him and what he was saying it didn't feel like he was really defending himself it just felt like he was reading the line it does just kind of feel like um if you take her angle out of that situation and put Mick Foley in that situation, it feels like we're back to how we were in this exact point yeah. last year or the start of this year. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. it feels like literally the exact same promo. So. The main difference being that Kurt Angle is actually, Isn't actually competing. competing in the ring. Somehow, because he can't stand straight. Somehow. Yeah, he can't He's taken off well. a good, like, two two inches of his height, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say. Especially when you see him up against other actual wrestlers. Yeah. He's never the tallest, was he? But, he was um, six foot, six foot one, I think. Yeah. Um... So yeah, so Steph gets interrupted by The Shield, and it's the full compliment this week, because Roman Reigns is back, um, which, again, we did know about before Raw, <laughs> yes. because they announced it, which they shouldn't have done, although I can understand why they might. Um, and they announced it an entire week before. Yeah, exactly. They announced it on last week's Raw, like, yeah. not even in the week. Yeah. Um, but Ro- I don't care what anyone says about Roman. Steph and Dean got a great reaction. But then when Roman stands behind them, the noise just goes up another whole other level. And was... whether it's good or bad noise, it doesn't really matter. Also, I think Michael Cole came. <laughs> oh, my! <laughs> Vintage Michael Cole. Yeah. Um, yeah, Michael Cole loves a bit of Roman Reigns. Um, Big dog. <laughs> or as Seth Rollins called him the other week. Big, Big dog. dog. <laughs> he definitely did call him that, didn't he? Whoa, 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 there, big dong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so Roman, Roman's back, uh, and the crowd love it slash hate it, um, which, you know, is good for business, right? 
people have a reaction people care um so they come down to the ring and basically their message to stephanie is don't tell us what to do we do what we want <laughs> it's a bit weird that wasn't really the message of her promo but, but they did um back up Kurt Angle so he, he's, oh, yeah. he's their leader he's the best leader they've come across basically yeah he went into the trenches with them at TLC so there was some kind of continuity I guess there's a little bit of context there uh, I did like um, well I didn't like Stephanie asking Roman where the hell he'd been because it's been pretty <laughs> well documented where Roman's been yeah. of all people that would know <laughs> yeah but it did kind of make me laugh just the whole like where the hell have you been <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I did actually like Roman's reply to her asking her where the hell she'd been because yeah. like where has she been she went through a table yeah Roman at least had a legit reason <laughs> yeah um so yeah I, I thought that was quite good but I, I felt like that segment got cut a little bit short like it didn't really finish did it kind of the, they just played the music and then they left yeah i can't remember how it ended they challenged the new day yeah um and yeah i can't remember what happened after well, that, that. Yeah, that challenge has been has been accepted did you see biggie's tweet to accept that challenge i saw the three i can't remember which ones was biggie's was it the one about dogs eating out of the toilet was it no, the no. unicorns or, or was it the like sucker dash one yeah <laughs> i'll really try and find it yeah yeah, I saw it quickly when they displayed it on the screen. What's Biggie's Twitter name again? It's, I don't know, it's got an S in it or something, doesn't it? Yeah, it's weird. Shinigam E. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? So yes, here's, here's Biggie's tweet from from a day ago. Suffering Succotash, we the New Day accept the Shields Challenge at Survivor Series, but request that all shock-absorbing body armour, including, but not limited to, Protective vests, shoulder pads, and heavy wool sweaters be disallowed for competitive use. <laughs> what did you <laughs> did you read? Uh, Kofi Kingston's one. No. It was every twenty six seconds a dog is domesticated in America. Survivor Series would be no different. Also, Roman was gone because he got sick from eating his own poop. <laughs> These dogs. Hashtag welcome back. <laughs> oh dear. Gotta love New Day. New Day rocks. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. Um, and they've, they've played a pretty instrumental part in this whole Raw versus SmackDown thing. Um, so it would be good to see them get a little bit of shotline, uh, spotlight shined. On yeah, them. it would have been weird if they weren't on it. But it does also... This is where I have problems with these kind of angles because they were literally on Raw for years. <laughs> and they've only just moved to SmackDown. They've only been on SmackDown a little while, yeah. And also I have a problem with things like Baron Corbin, the lone wolf, being in his team and just buddying around with Bobby Roode at the start of the show, but yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just a couple, there's, it's a good story, but there's just little kind of there's plot holes that they could manage better. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we'll, as you say, we'll, we'll get on to them because it's mainly on the SmackDown side. Um, we'll kind of run through, maybe not Raw in order, because there was a, um, I didn't feel it was the best go-home show this week. I didn't feel like it was the best Raw we've seen for quite a while. Um, but standout points then. So Kurt Angle gathered his team backstage uh, and basically told them that they're all in action tonight, uh, apart from himself, obviously. Uh, even though he could be if he wanted to. He needs to get match fit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Although he has been on house shows as another member of the Shield. That's true. Um, but he basically told what Samoa Joe and Finn Balor that they would be teaming against Gallows and Anderson 
Which, you know. Which you instantly know that Carlos and Anderson were going to lose. Yeah. Because they always get pieced together against makeshift teams. Yeah, and lose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he told Jason Jordan that he'd be facing Bray Wyatt later in the night. <laughs> the most, what was it, cruel and sadistic yeah. person that he's ever seen. So you've got to question Kurt's intelligence, which is one of his free eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you put one of your team members, <laughs> yeah. and Steph calls. one of your team members and your son in a position where they, a few days before Survivor Series, have to face the most sadistic and sick uh, superstar on the roster, as you put it? Why would you do that? But then also at the same time, is Bray Wyatt the most sadistic? <laughs> like, he doesn't ever, he literally lost this match. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he's not sadistic. Yeah, but he said he said dangerous and sadistic. Dangerous sadistic. Yeah, and that's just not maybe not necessarily well, true. I mean, I'd be fucking terrified <laughs> of him if I was across from him in the ring. But yeah. yeah, well, we say it's not particularly true. But after what happened after the match, maybe the Kangol's point was proven. Yeah. So this match went down. So basically what happened, it was a good match, actually. I quite enjoyed this match. It was um, a good, isn't another good match that we've never seen before. Exactly. So it was different, which is always good. <clears throat> but I, I quite liked the match, and I didn't like the fact that Jason Jordan won with a roll-up. <laughs> uh, not even a good roll-up. No, it was a like Bray, roll up. Bray wasn't trying to get out of it. Yeah. He just laid with his arms he down. down. <laughs> like he couldn't be bothered anymore, actually. Yeah. And I, I, probably the, the biggest sort of indictment of this match I can say is that I haven't missed Bray Wyatt since he's been away I kind of thought especially after the whole Sister Abigail thing and the whole meningitis thing that they'd keep him away longer the Survivor Series at least yeah just just a bit longer just to to let things like people forget about him maybe a little bit the whole absence because he got a good reception yeah and throughout the match he was getting cheered partly because he was against Jason Jordan yeah but um yeah, I thought maybe give him another month or so. Like, he had been doing the house shows, so you'd know that his return is pretty imminent. But yeah. it was just. Had he been on house shows? Yeah, yeah, he'd been oh, okay. um, with uh, Seamus and Cesaro versus Triple H and The Shield. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. um, so, yeah. They'd... I just thought maybe of all times to pull him away for a bit after the Sister Abigail thing. That yeah, never, let that never go away. That never got to actually play out. Yeah. I do wonder Give if they'll ever revisit that. I don't know. If we hear him mention her again, then that means they will. But yeah. don't be surprised if maybe that literally never gets a mention ever again, yeah. apart from the finisher. And I do I do slightly not worry, but I'm definitely concerned about what they what have they got in the pipeline for Bray. Like, where does he fit now in this in this stacked division on Raw? Like, you've obviously got your your main eventers in 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 Brock. And whoever's challenging him, although there isn't a challenger actually on Raw for that title at the moment, but then you've got like the lower sort of lower main event guys. So we're talking similar with Joe Finn Balor, maybe, mm-hmm. obviously with the Shield, um, and then you know then there's Bray. Like, where does he really fit? It's tough as a heel. He's certainly not not getting as much spotlight as the Miz. And the Miz has done some sterling work over the last year. Um, there's even Seamus and Sadaro are up a mid-carders at the moment. Um, but there isn't a baby face for Bray Wyatt to face. <laughs> JJ. <laughs> Jason Jordan, which nobody wants how, to see. How long before we see Bray Wyatt versus Tyus Worldwide? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. 
Everyone seems to get a match against Titus Worldwide. Yeah. I don't know. I, just, I have concerns about Bray Wyatt. I really, really want him to do well. I just can't see it happening for him. Is there any... Could it be any different on SmackDown? Well, he's only just really moved over, isn't he? Yeah. The only... Save, the only sort Him of versus thing... AJ Styles in a feud. Because when they were on SmackDown, they were both heels. Yeah. Him versus AJ Styles could be entertaining. Well, obviously, well it would be, yeah. Um, but... I just don't I, don't. I don't know. I don't really understand where he fits in, um, who he can go against. If there is, is it Braun Strowman? Is it Braun? Yeah, not to mention Braun to be fair, but that uh, could potentially work. They've got the whole Wyatt family on, um, dimension there. On um, on WWE's Instagram page, they put a story up today of Braun Strowman giving his Dream Survivor Series team, which consisted of himself, Roman Reigns, Kane, The Undertaker, and Bray Wyatt. He said that Bray Wyatt was the the man who discovered him and set him free to the world to do what he does. So that could potentially be a decent storyline there. Yeah, I think there's something they have to visit at some the point. The whole mentor student <clears throat> thing. But it's it's Bray Wyatt. He's gonna get destroyed. He's gonna lose that feud, doesn't he, to Braun Strowman? Yeah. Yeah. So it's I don't care what anybody says. The wins and losses do actually matter. And I know that he, he actually beat Finn Bauer a couple of times. Well, maybe once, actually. And he beat Seth Rollins a couple of times. Um, but it doesn't erase the fact that he's pretty much lost every single feud he's ever had. So how are we going to expect him to win any going forward? I don't, I don't know. It's a shame that such a good character hasn't been used a little bit better. I don't know how they can use him better, but I think they should figure that out by now. The only feud I can ever recall him winning was against Dean Ambrose. Yeah, that was Vera. Dean Ambrose unplugging a TV and it sparking in his face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great storyline. Um, so yeah, no, no future Bray Wyatt going forward. He's not in the Survivor Series team. He's not on the card, as far as I'm aware. Don't really know where he goes from this. Hopefully upwards. Can't really go any further down. I want the best for Bray Wyatt. Don't we all? Don't we all? So if you're not going to give him something good keep him away yeah exactly um so jj wins the match surprising uh was it surprising hmm. probably not actually i don't know they would surprising. they would have had to make it so everyone on the team who has a match wins the match <laughs> yeah um so jj wins but after the match bray Wyatt attacks his knee um um was he, was he rams it into the the ring post doesn't he or wraps it around the ring post um not a vicious attack, but enough for JJ to be a, appeared to be injured. Backstage, that, anyway. Was that the only move he did, or did he do something in the ring after? I can't remember. He knocked him over in the ring to start with, and then he yeah. sort of he just sort of wrapped his leg around the ring post. And then walked off. Pretty much, I think. And that keeps you out for six days. <laughs> I don't know. There was part of the match, I think, um, JJ tweaked his knee. Um, I think he came off the top rope and did something and landed awkwardly, not awkwardly, but supposedly awkwardly, and tweaked his knee. So the, the story of the match was Bray was working on the knee, uh, and then when he won, obviously he attacked it again. But basically, what happened out of this was that he met with his dad backstage and he basically said, "I'm alright." And Kurt said, "I can't let you compete at Survivor Series." And then we got into this really cringy promo later in the show. Where basically Kurt had to decide to whether or not to take Jason Jordan out of the team or not. And just as he was about to give the announcement, JJ comes out, 
terrible crowd reactions <laughs> with this oh. he comes out literally like sniveling Snivel, yeah with like tears not tears but like crying <laughs> I'm doing hand signal which suggested that's not true but um, you know not a, by any means not a terrible promo performance like it, he tried his best to act it was better than um what you'd expect out of him because he's naturally so bland yeah but it was very just whiny whiny yeah um like it's not that it's not that big of a deal just a no. match it's, it's saying how did he'll never get an opportunity like this again and I understand the whole. I want to like he wants to wrestle a match with his dad. Like that's a that's a good point. I quite like that. Uh, but it's, of course he's going to get an opportunity like this again. He's Jason Jordan. He's going to get another opportunity unless like that's this. Because Kurt's job's on the line, isn't it? Yeah. So well, unless that's a precursor in that he either doesn't think that Kurt's team's going to win, or he's maybe going to cost the team. And he's saying, oh, "I'm not going to get another opportunity because no one else is going to give it to me." <laughs> um, I don't know. Maybe. Um, but yeah, like Kurt, Kurt saying. It's not worth it, Jason, but, like, literally your job is on the line. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of... I would say it's, it's worth it. I mean, I get the whole you need to be 100% thing, but saying yeah. it's, it's not it's not worth it. I mean, like, this is, this is... If it was me, I was like, this is my bloody job. Yeah. <laughs> of course it's worth it. Um, What I didn't quite understand was, obviously, this, this wouldn't... Basically, there aren't many people who... What I'm trying to guess what I'm trying to say is Kurt Angle, anybody other than Kurt Angle could use this excuse to say you're not wrestling because you're injured. Like, as Jason Jordan pointed out, <laughs> Kurt Angle was wrestled with a lot of injuries in his career. He got the, he said it wrong, no. He I said, know, you, he said you won a freaking gold freaking medal. Gold medal. I know. <laughs> How'd you mess that yeah, exactly. up? <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's that's the way it was written but maybe, um, maybe he's not actually his son <laughs> it seems like they might not be father and son um, but anyway so yeah anybody I mean okay not anybody like Mick Foley for instance wouldn't be able to use this excuse because he's also wrestled with injuries and Daniel Bryan wouldn't be able to use this excuse because he's wrestled with injuries but a normal general manager wouldn't would be alright to say I'm not risking you because you're injured but not someone Teddy like Long Kurt, not someone like Kurt Angle <laughs> yeah no but unless he's going from the standpoint of look, I've been there and I've made it worse. Maybe, and maybe also going from the viewpoint of being the protective father or whatever. Protective father. Um, I've been there. I can't straighten my legs. Look at me. I'm <laughs> crippled. I walk with my knees uh, inward, <laughs> inverted knees. Um, he has so a giant yeah. neck. <laughs> so yeah, um, maybe there is that an element of that. I'm also thinking: is there an element of a potential Jason Jordan heel turn? I think if it, it has, this would be the sort of spark, wouldn't it? It has to happen now. If it doesn't happen, then it makes Jason Jordan look like a fool. Yeah. Because now people are saying turn him heel, turn him heel, but now there is like a legit reason. The whole Kurt, you didn't believe in me. Crowd, you didn't believe in me. Mm. You can all go get stuffed. Yeah, exactly. Whereas before, there wasn't any real reason to turn him heel. No. Maybe the whole, you weren't there for my childhood thing, but it's a bit far-fetched. I think we'll probably get to that bit at some point. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I think there is a hill turn in the works for Jason Jordan, and I think that would be an improvement. Yeah, I just, I kind of hope it's not WrestleMania, because 
if there's, if there's going to be a match, I would want Kurt maybe in a bigger match. Well, this actually leads me on to quote nicely to the next part of this promo. So Kurt makes well can't make the decision that Jason Jordan isn't in the he can't make the announcement that JJ's out of the team. So Stephanie interrupts and comes and says that if he won't do it, she will. Um, basically, she told him make the announcement, and he still sort of divvered and hesitated, and all of a sudden. Triple H's music hits. Triple H comes down to the ring. Hell I'm very of a glad it wasn't the King of Kings music as well. Because although I like it, it's, it's not, not as impactful. the same impact. Yeah. Um, so he comes down to the ring to a hell of a reception. Um, he storms down to the storms ring. Storms down to the ring, yeah. Gets in Kurt's face and basically says, if you're not going to make the damn announcement, I'll make it. And makes himself, well, names himself as the last member of the Raw team for Survivor Series. And promptly turns around and pedigrees Jason Jordan too. <laughs> what is the kind of reaction that the WWE must have hoped that I wouldn't have got <laughs> yeah can um we've all heard of Triple H's shovel yep him coming out and basically literally like burying a young talent yeah. in front of everyone's face like it doesn't bother me at all but yeah it doesn't bother me really I've heard it float I've seen it floating around like oh Triple H is back taking a young person's spot but I would literally so much rather see Triple H than Jason Jordan right now. Yeah, and I wouldn't even really... I don't really want Triple H in this match. Yeah. But I would much rather see it than Jason Jordan because it's... All due respect to Jason Jordan, what has he done to be in this match? And I guess... I thought, like... I guess WWE doing quite well with the storyline if that's how we feel. I just wonder if they would... They ever actually... If they ever actually intended to put him in the match or not. I do feel that potentially... You would either you should either have to have either one of Triple H or Kurt Angle, maybe not both of them. Well, this but... is a conversation we had about the average age of these teams, uh, especially the SmackDown one. Um, I think it worked out to be like thirty-eight or thirty-nine or whatever, probably even older. I actually. think it was older because Shane's Shane forty-seven. Team, yeah, uh, but they're all in their late thirties and early to mid forties. Um, youngest being 37. The youngest being... Nakamura and Randy Orton. It's being ridiculous, really, isn't it? Um, so Jason Jordan really brings the age... Well, brought the age of this match down, the average age. But um, it's kind of shot back up again. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean... So we've got... Let's just quickly run through. You've got Orton and Nakamura, 37. Rude and Cena are 40. Mm-hmm. And Shane's 47. Yeah. And then you've got... Uh, Kurt Angle is 48. Yeah. Triple H, I think, is 46. Yeah. Samoa Joe's 38. Finn Balor's 36. Yeah. And Braun Strowman's like 33 or something. Something 32. like that. 33, I think. Which, so it's not a young match, is it? Not necessarily. No. Not really the uh, the fresh young talent coming but when through. You, when you look at like... I know they've been around for a while, but you look at Samoa Joe and Finn Balor, they're 36 and 38. Yeah. Finn's the one that surprised me the most. In 36, yeah. Uh, I didn't really, I didn't realise he was that that old, but um, you know he's still got a few more years left in him. Um, so yeah, Triple H is on the team. Jason Jordan is out. Most people, I believe, are delighted about that. Um, and yeah, me included. Best of Raw then was kind of a little bit hit and miss. So the main event was made during that backstage segment with Kurt Angle. Um, I do. I want to know who he was going to make Braun face because he went to announce Braun against someone, and he went, "I want Kane." <laughs> yeah this is something that always annoys me with WWE is that so many matches in a night are made on the night yeah uh, like by wrestlers yeah. so it's like they make two or three matches earlier like beforehand and then they just go right, well 
wrestlers are going to make their own matches, so we might as well leave a couple hours spare. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I wonder what do the wrestlers then uh, liaise with the production team and be like, well, how much time have we got left on the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the matches do always conveniently seem to end around the three-hour mark. Yeah, exactly. Very convenient. Uh, so Braun versus Kane was made for the main event. Um, I don't know about you, but it wasn't one I was particularly looking forward to. I fell asleep. <laughs> you from, fell asleep? <laughs> from one minute in to about a minute before the end. Oh, so you saw all the main, the main parts. Then. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this passable match. Uh, I just don't get why Kane is around anymore. Um, and especially why he's getting this big push that he seems to be getting. Speaking of people who can't walk, like Kurt Angle, he literally waddles so much. Like, yeah. side, full on side to side wobbling. <laughs> I mean, waddling, not wobbling. Um, and then waddled through the ring. That's basically what happened in his match. Um, Braun power slam through the ring. So through the ring. So what? What in the in the last last couple months? Braun superplexed the ring apart. Kane's he's, come through the ring. Kane's come, come back through down through ring. it. <laughs> um, he's power. Yeah, he's put Kane through the ring. He what did he do? He chucked what's his name, Kurt Hawkins through the stage. Yeah. Um, he's had. Ch- Chairs dumped on him from the sky yeah. after getting chokeslammed off, off the stage. Off off the stage, yeah. The ambulance matches, last man standing matches. He's almost been killed by Roman He's Reigns. He's been mur- almost murdered by Roman Reigns. And, 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 and by the in the bar and game. <laughs> he's, um, he's had an eventful <laughs> 2017. Eventful year for broad stroke. But yet he was still on the in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania. Yeah, that was just um, probably the lowest point. He had a match year. against Brock Lesnar. He had a fatal four-way for the title. Where he looked really impressive. Where he killed Brock Lesnar. <laughs> um, yeah, he's 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 been a busy boy. Don't forget he beat James and Ellsworth he, as well. That was last year. <laughs> oh, that's true. He yeah. messed up his elbow. Yeah, uh, Took a month or so off. He's not finished with Roman yet. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder if Braun will ever be finished with Roman. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, yeah. I badly love Braun Strowman. I yeah, I mean I don't I'm not desperate to tune in to see his matches, but I'm quite intrigued by where they're taking him. Um where basically I just like the fact that his music is, is the way it is and that when he comes out it's always like a big deal. That was exactly I will get onto it later, but with the ending of SmackDown that was exactly what I wanted to happen. This whole the whole time this invasion thing was going on. What Braun And it was like 50-50. All I wanted to hear was Braun yeah, and exactly. then destroy. And that's what happened. And I was so happy. Well, it, it kind of happened. Well, I'll get, I'll get yeah. on to that because I didn't. I wasn't the biggest fan of that segment. Um, but, you know, we'll come back to that on SmackDown. Um, so the rest of Raw then. So what what really was there? So there was a triple The Shield. Threat. The first the first matches of threesome yeah. in three and a half years. Yeah. Which we were supposed to get a few weeks back at TLC. Um, they faced the Mears and the Bar and the promptly bar. beat them. Uh, <laughs> not really much more to say about that. No, not really. Um, it was it was a pretty good match to be fair. <laughs> Miz literally running away from I think Dean Ambrose all yeah. the way through the crowd. Yeah, and then come back from adverts and he's in the ring. He's in the ring <laughs> dominating. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, like Corey's commentary on that was weird. He was like. The Miz showing some cowardice and like running away from the fight, and then he's back in the ring. And Corey's like, "I'd like to just correct myself yeah. and say there wasn't an act of cowardice from the Miz. It was genius." It's <laughs> like, did you get told to say that? Probably, yeah. <laughs> did you forget who you are? I feel like Corey Graves gets fed a lot of lines because um, 
he he will like when think maybe when things are a bit quiet, he's always the one who will randomly say a line yeah. that doesn't necessarily feel the most natural kind of line. Yeah. So I feel like he gets fed a lot of lines from backstage. Yeah, I can imagine he does. And speaking of the commentary on Roger in this match, that leads us nicely on to our Tell me he didn't just say that segment of the week. <sighs> where can we where do we start with Booker? So this week, during the Roman Reigns, well, during the Shield versus Miz in the Bar match, Booker claimed that Roman Reigns was a big, mean simoleon. <laughs> that he is not. What the fuck is a simoleon? <laughs> <laughs> and no one picked him up on it, did they? No. No, come on, man. That's ridiculous. As far as I'm aware, simoleons are the currency used in The Sims video games. Yeah. <laughs> it's... it's... It's a mix between Samoan and Somalian. Somalian. <laughs> and Roman Reigns is definitely not from Somalia. He is, as far as I'm aware. No, he's definitely not Somalian. This piece of commentary was closely followed by him proclaiming that he was on Team Smackdown <laughs> yeah. on Sunday, despite literally commentating on Raw right there and then. Yep. In the Raw arena, surrounded by the Raw branding and Raw wrestlers and commentators and fans. Yeah, but he's on SmackDown. So he doesn't know what team he is. Doesn't the uh... Booker T doesn't know what day it is. I don't think. But what we do know is that on Sunday it's Survivor Series, which is the one time of the year where Raw and SmackDown compete head to head in competition. Yes, it is the one, the one time of the year, the only time of the year that that actually. Did you know happens. that by the way? No, I I was aware maybe that might be the case, but I don't think it had been drilled home yet. Well, I'm glad I can confirm that for you. Good. Okay. Um, right, so that was our Booker T. Tell me, he didn't just say that. Moment of the week. Uh, right, moving on then, still on Raw. So, what we had was, well, what we had going into Raw was one final spot on the, the Raw women's team for Survivor Series, which, by the way, is the one time of the year. <laughs> no, I'm not Don't. doing it, I'm not doing it again. Um, but it is the one It's time. hard to remember and get right every time, though, to be fair. I know. It's like they've been like drilled <laughs> into them. Well. But yeah, they keep, they keep saying it, and they'll they'll keep getting that message across. Um, but we went into Raw with a space left on the women's team. Uh, so there was a triple threat match to decide who was going to fill it, basically. Uh, a lot of chat back... Well, a, little, a lot of chat on social media that this might be Paige on this, this team. We spoke about uh, her imminent return earlier. Um, and I kind of, knowing that she was backstage at Raw, um, I kind of half expected her to be put into this match at the last minute and then win it and take the space. But that didn't happen. So it was just left as triple threat. And obviously, Bailey wins. <laughs> so I have a problem. I got a question. My original problem is with Asuka being in the team. Because she's just not good enough. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> She should be the whole lone character kind of thing. I don't want her being part of a team. Um, I know it's supposed to be the five best from both teams or whatever. And then for Dana Brooke to get tossed outside and for Asuka to suddenly show some random compassion for Dana Brooke, like in mid-match making sure she's okay. Yeah. Just why? What was the need? Why were they even out there? What, like, yeah... I, I would have had it so that maybe maybe she gets like tossed outside and she bumps into her or um or maybe she 
Dana Brooke turns around thinking it's Mickey James or Bailey hits yeah. her and then Asuka retaliates. I just thought the way it was done was not great. It didn't make sense, did it? No. Like, why, why would Asuka be And is Dana Brooke face Dana or heel? God knows. Like, the way she hit her was like a heel, but last mm. we saw she was a face, but yeah. she's much better as a heel. So. Well, I mean, now with Emma gone, there's a, there's a lack of heels, I think. Maybe on Raw's women's division. What is Nia Jax? She's a heel, right? Yeah, but kind of. Remember the whole turn on Alexa thing, which then kind of got never rescinded. Went, never went anywhere. <laughs> no. Everyone's so up in the air at the moment. That's what happens around Survivor Series, isn't it? Everything kind of gets forgotten for a little while. Okay, everything's parked, put to the side. And they either press reset on some things, or they just act like nothing ever happened, and they go back to the feud, you know? I would have maybe had Mickey James win this match. Really? Yeah. Not Bailey. Because they did quite a good job last week with the whole um, Alicia Fox just picking Sasha thing yeah. and Bailey looking perplexed. Yeah. And them having the whole Bailey's got something to prove thing this week. Because they, they kept saying, they kept kind of putting it across as if she felt kind of entitled to be on the team. Yeah. So I would have maybe had it that Mickey gets a surprise win on Bailey. Um, and Bailey having nothing to do. And then maybe that building tension with Sasha. Just, I would say it's probably more interesting than just them being best friends on the team again. Yeah. How many times over the course of the past six, seven, eight months have we said, this is what they should have done with Bailey or Sasha to build tension between Bailey and Sasha to lead to a Bailey and Sasha match? Yeah. Like every single week, we've probably said something along those lines that this is what they should do. And then this will lead to Bailey versus Sasha. Don't, don't do you not think wrong, that maybe we're just never going to get there? I think we will. They're probably saving it for a bit further down the line, maybe around WrestleMania, Royal Rumble or something. But I, I don't think a Bailey versus Sasha match will be at WrestleMania unless it's for the women's title, and I don't see either of them winning the women's title anytime soon. I, I can see Sasha winning it again, and <laughs> I, I think I would obviously I'd much rather see Sasha as the heel in this scenario because yes. Never seen Bailey as a heel. I don't see how it's going to work. But at the same time, I said that about Sami Zayn, who I thought was going to be the eternal face. Yeah. Um, that gets the Daniel Bryan push eventually, hopefully, in my dreams. But <laughs> he's gone heel and he's done it quite well. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows indeed? Um, but Bailey's on the team for for Raw uh, against the SmackDown Five. We're not quite sure who's filling that void at the moment. Um, and again, we'll get on to that a little bit later. So, what do we, what, do, what have we missed? Was there anything? Obviously, uh, Samoa Joe and, and Finn versus the, the Anderson and Gallows. Um, I, I liked this. Not the whole them going over Gallows and Anderson thing, but mm. I liked there, there was tension before the match bell rings they're both all business especially Samoa Joe as soon yeah. as the as soon as the one two three is hit Joe literally does just, just walk away. straight back yeah I quite, I quite job done I don't think Samoa Joe has put a foot wrong since he came up to the main roster no other than I... injuring Seth Rollins in his very first minute oh, <laughs> that's oh, that got me so nervous <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no I can't think of any it's his whole thing with Brock Lesnar was great yeah I think he's done really, really well since he came up. I think, no surprise, I really, think without yeah. that feud with Brock, well, without Brock's feud with Joe, we wouldn't have got such a vulnerable Brock in the SummerSlam and No Mercy matches. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, Joe's really played a very important part in a lot of the last sort of, six months. 
even by not even partly by not even being there. And I'm really glad with the receptions that he's been getting lately, especially when he came back yeah. the other week. I just love the whole Joe. Yeah, Joe, it's really Joe that, that works really well, I think. Um, and the fans love him. Uh, and as easy to see why, he's very obviously very talented. But he's just really he's just good at everything. Yeah, like his um one thing which I feel doesn't necessarily always get mentioned that much is his promos. Yeah, his promos, his promos are, are so intense. Yeah, he's he's his, a very his, intense his delivery, dude. Just just everything. Samoa Joe is a is a quite a decent professional wrestler. Yes, he's all right, isn't he? Um, and so is Finn Balor, his partner, right? So um, quite excited to see what goes down with these two at Survivor Series. I don't. There hasn't been enough sort of dissent between them to maybe signal something's going to go wrong between them at Survivor Series I don't think there? anything will go wrong at Survivor Series but I could potentially see if they lose or something um, this coming out of Survivor then, Series yeah. will be a few between because the, the whole they just had a thrown together match last week which was really good Finn answered a challenge yeah. and then they both just went nuts at each other and <laughs> I love I, I like the whole Kurt saying like this is the intensity I need on my team yeah. like, even if you don't get along and then I just love Finn's dive off the stage. That was so good, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, you know Jeff Hardy's um, poetry in motion. Yeah, thing. that's what it was like. It was like that off the stage yeah. onto some Ojo's head. So much hang time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they pick up the win over Gaz now. And as you say, Joe just walks away, which is exactly how he should have acted. Yeah. Um, there wasn't too much more on Raw. I mean, there was there was Enzo and. Drew Gulak, uh, Drew Gulak against Kalisto and Nagira Tazawa, right? Yep. Luch. Ah. Nobody cared. <laughs> Nobody cared. But Enzo actually picked up the win. Um, the Jordanzo. Yeah, which was a surprise. Are you, well, it's actually gone now, but were you looking forward to coming and celebrating Kalisto's birthday on 205 Live? Why was this a thing? I didn't see what actually happened. I saw pictures of a cake... And I saw the whole, like, Kalisto invites you to celebrate his birthday, something like that. Um, As if he couldn't be, look more like a oh, bloody I... child. Yeah. He's sending out invites to everyone for his birthday. Hi, do you want to come to the party? <laughs> I saw it, didn't, didn't, he, uh, didn't he pie face? I don't know, I've not Enzo. seen Enzo. I've, I've seen Enzo on the floor covered in cake, so. <laughs> I'm assuming that's what happened. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I'm not, I didn't watch en- Enzo's birthday me... celebration. Just a quick jump back to last week. So they were in Manchester. Um, what a terrible, terrible promo. This is the worst thing that Enzo has ever done in this main roster run. His this promo was just awful. He was all over the place. Yeah, it is like he went out there and just babbled. Which is what he does every week. But usually he has like a plan, I yeah. would imagine. But this week it was like he went out and completely blanked. And just um, made sure. <laughs> and it was just really bad, and the crowd weren't into it, and he kept trying to jab back with the crowd, like they were chanting, we want Neville, yeah. and he quickly said something like, oh, well, I ran him off, he's not coming back, whatever, but it was very, like, it just went under the radar, because it was in the middle of his babbling. Yeah. Um, And it got to the point where even Corey, like, I know Corey Graves hates him in character, and it was all, like, him saying, I'll oh, turn his, like, shut his mic off, whatever, but yeah. then Booker T started joining in, I think yeah. Michael Cole joined in, <laughs> all three of them were talking over the promo, Yeah, that's just how bad it was. It was terrible, and it's... And then the whole, so we got the debut on Monday Night Raw of Pete Dunne, which I think they messed up. That was a hell of a botch. <laughs> because they played his music. And then I've got Angle come out. Yeah. <laughs> And then lower his music and we'll say, here's Pete Dunne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, what a surprise. 
it says Pete Pete Dunn in massive letters <laughs> on the Titan Trump. Um, it was great to see Pete Dunn. Um, yeah, it's always great to see Pete Dunn. But friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> My close personal friend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. Enzo lately is just after supposedly picking up two hundred five live is just lagging a bit. And I suppose Kalisto's not the best person for him to bounce off. No. And especially in the ring, Kalisto's superior in ring abilities really shows up Enzo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just don't care about this. No. And that's, it's the one title being defended at Survivor Series as well. It is the one title. No, I don't really care. <laughs> um, but that was it really for Raw. I don't think there's much more, is there? Do you reckon Cruiserweight superstars have allegiance to Raw? Because they've well, literally been completely removed from this they, thing. Like, they weren't even attacked during the Under Siege. Yeah, that's true. They they obviously compete on even half the Raw. I mean, half the SmackDown. Weird. You know, the first people to get attacked by by SmackDown locker room were, were Titus O'Neil and um, Apollo Crews. Where was Akira Tozawa? Where was Akira Tozawa? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've hardly, he's hardly been around with them for the, like, since, yeah. since he lost the title. So. Does he, was he told he wasn't allowed to be because he's a cruiserweight? Yeah, like, they're in their own... They take, that's they the take that split too seriously, man. Yeah. There was literally no reason for them not to be in it. Exactly. Even just to bolster the numbers to look how many people SmackDown beat up. Yeah. I guess the, what they could what they could have even done, and if we're going back to Under Siege at the moment now, um, what they could have done, like, the, obviously the Cruiserweights, they wrestle after SmackDown on the Tuesday, so they're in the same arena as SmackDown. Oh. They're also in the same arena as Raw are, so they don't really have a side, do they? A bit like Corey, I guess, though, on both. But they wrestle on Raw, and they wrestle on Twitter Fight, but they don't wrestle on SmackDown. Um, what they could have even done is like, I don't know, maybe take... I guess Endo's probably probably the only option, but he's obviously involved in a story with Kalisto, but Kurt Angle or Shane could make him like a mole. Like a, like, like a mole, like someone who's basically their present like at plant. both. Yeah, like a plant. So like if they'd been attacked on the Raw episode where SmackDown attacked, it wouldn't really make sense for them to then be at SmackDown and then not do anything, you know? Hmm. Just 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 compete on two or five live after. But if they'd been attacked, they could that could have opened up a whole new storyline where they could have been like, right, they're on SmackDown, so they could maybe attack some SmackDown people and then that would kind of been like Raw's retaliation, so I don't know. It'd uh, be like a cruiserweight invasion. Some way to <laughs> yeah, that would go well. them to the main roster. I'm sure they would go over. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Um, James Ellsworth beat AJ Styles. Yes, anything can happen. Uh, and actually, Kalisto beat Braun Strowman. <laughs> Forgot to mention that one. In Braun Strowman had a dumpster match <laughs> yeah. and lost. And lost Kalisto. to Kalisto. Jesus. Uh, and then killed him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Are we done with Raw? I think it's about the fourth time I've tried to, <laughs> to say this, but uh, I can't think of anything else that happened. Nothing of any substance. No, I think that's pretty much it. Right. Yep. Okay. Well, well, that was Raw then, um, and which leads us very nicely on to SmackDown Live. So SmackDown this week coming from the hometown of Charlotte Flair, Charlotte, North Carolina, or the Queen City. I'm not quite sure what the Queen City is. Yeah. Is no. that a real place? No, I don't get it. Is that a nickname? I I would imagine it's the nickname, it's nickname. for Charlotte. But... 
Was it a nickname for Charlotte, North Carolina? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Any, any of our North Carolina listeners, <laughs> let us know. Uh, right, okay. Uh, so SmackDown kicks off then with a pre-taped, I imagine, uh, backstage segment with the whole roster. With some, uh, with some um, sort of exceptions, namely Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, they were there. They were in the background, and they were both just looking very stern. Okay, what's face? Okay, I didn't. So much. I didn't know the camera never time. panned onto them, yeah. but they were in the background. Like they were quite elevated as well, so you could always see them. Oh, well, I didn't apparently see not you. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't watching that much, obviously. Um, but uh, might might be controversial. I quite enjoyed this segment. I, I don't was... get the whole team camarader- camaraderie thing, but I quite enjoyed this. <laughs> it was all right. A, why did Shane need a mic? Why did anyone need a mic? They were in the same Secondly, room. Secondly, where did Becky Lynch get a mic from? Because <laughs> it was like, they were all like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And then Shane was like, oh, Becky, what are you going to do? So, and then suddenly she had a mic in her hand. Yeah, and then Kofi had one. Obviously, they passed it around. But, but um, I thought it was okay. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a very easy avenue to go down this whole, like... Yeah. I, I didn't like you before, but you're a team blues, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there was random people in there who had nothing to do with this entire... Like, the colognes were in the background. Yeah, I did, I did see there. them. <laughs> like, surely... No John Cena, though. I know it's meant to be the whole roster, but this would really only apply to the people who are maybe Competing. having the matches, yeah. or at least were part of Under Siege. Yeah. The bloody colognes who haven't been on TV for six months. Yeah. Ridiculous. Um, so yeah, I quite enjoyed the segment. I like... <laughs> Basically, New Day can take a lot of stuff and turn it into something fun and good. Hmm. And I thought I really liked the way they ended Smack that segment with the, with the SmackDown Rocks chant. And they just they just make everything better by just being stupid and <laughs> themselves, being fun. Like, it's, it's just fun forced. with the New Day. Yeah, it's exactly that's what it is. It's they're so charismatic that even if it's just like a fake like rally and cry from Shane, which normally I sort of roll my eyes out and go oh, whatever, just get on with it. And like the new day are there, and they make it fun, and they make it interesting, and you come out of it like, yeah, SmackDown rocks. <laughs> I thought it was actually quite a decent performance from Shane as well, because it was nice to see him not just be so monotone. And I'm thinking about my lines, yeah, and repeating himself a lot. Kurt Angle, <laughs> which yeah. is, like he actually was quite intense. Yes, which was good to see. Good to see. Maybe, um, maybe he's had some classes from Steph. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. uh, that would be embarrassing. That would be embarrassing for him. Right. So. SmackDown kicks off then with uh, after that segment with the commissioner it kicks off with the GM who isn't involved in this whole under siege thing other than the fact that he got choke slammed in the dark by Kane Daniel Bryan took a bump he's coming back <laughs> he didn't take a bump <laughs> <laughs> no one can be choke slammed that quickly as well did you did you see like the the speed at which the the sound was him being grabbed and then the sound of him going through the table well have you noticed it was a, a choke slam would have been like this <laughs> That's, going for That's not really great audio, but immediately up and immediately down. Did you also notice that when, when it happened on Raw, it was like up, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> no, on I didn't. On all the replays, it's literally just bang. That's it. <laughs> but when it actually happened, there was like so much crashing. Yeah. It was just so over-exaggerated. And there was no turn lamp. No, they've cut that bit out as uh-huh. well. Although they still showed the um, the slanted <laughs> the, picture frame. The, the little crooked picture. Oh, yeah. Which therefore signifies there was something amiss. Yes. Shenanigans have occurred. Fracas. <laughs> Fracas. That's the word. Fracas. Fracas. 
Fuck off! Oh, I've topic. <laughs> anyway, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> he comes out, um, basically says that he got chokeslammed by Kane, in case we didn't know. And that's why he's back. Uh, he's like smacked down in that. You can't keep him down. He's, yeah, he's smacked down through and through. And Smackdown represents him. And he represents Smackdown, blah, blah, blah. Even though he didn't agree with the siege. Whatever. Um, but he, the best thing he does about this is introduce AJ Styles. Because the crowd bloody loved it. <laughs> I thought this was a very good promo from Daniel Bryan. Even the first bit. But him introducing AJ Styles, your new WWE champion. And saying the whole, well, raw gives their champion an advocate so i'm gonna be yours yeah. and then copies the, paul Heyman's stick yeah i thought this was really good I yeah, thought and then the, yeah the crowd like yeah went along with every word of it yeah more so than they do with paul Heyman. yeah uh, it, was, it was weird it was very out of character it was it was very aggressive and in your face from daniel bryan who's usually quite very timid <laughs> yeah he even said the word ass <laughs> Half ass, <laughs> yeah, half ass knee, knee, bar. knee bar, whatever it was. Um, which was a which for a... some reason got a really big reaction. Yeah. It was like half a lot, he quit to a half ass knee bar in the UFC, and everyone was like, Oh, uh, yeah. but like I can guarantee like two percent of you may, may have watched that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, uh, yeah, you're right, this was really good from Daniel Bryan. It was a uh, really solid promo, probably his best since being just... GM. This, and especially the backstage segment later, shows how much better he is in these scenarios than he is in backstage cameras. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the same for both Kurt Angle and probably Shane, maybe? Well, Shane's actually quite bad in front of the crowd, isn't he? Because he struggles. Kurt Angle's facial expressions in his backstage segments are hilarious. (laughs) The whole, um... (laughs) Seeing Jason Jordan get attacked by Bray Wyatt... (laughs) And suddenly, like, yeah. him, he's watching it with Stefan, and he's like, oh, my God, I don't know what to do. I need to go now. And his face is just, oh. And then so he doesn't, funny. like, he doesn't go out there. <laughs> no, does he, he go? walks away, and then he doesn't come out. But he does, he, he does play good, serious facial expressions as well. The whole Under Siege thing, his yeah. facial expressions were brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah, him, he and Daniel Bryan are definitely more comfortable in, in front of the crowd than they are in backstage segments. Yeah. I think so. I totally agree. Um, Daniel Bryan just loves being out there. <laughs> no, just... Oh, he just he, he just wants to compete. I know. <laughs> let him fight. Just let him do. Like it's got to the point where I, I don't want him to kill himself, but if it means he can wrestle, just let him do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, did, did you see, by the way, that he said that he's um, eighty-five percent sure that he's going to compete in a he's going to compete again, but only fifteen percent chance it will be for WWE. Yeah, I saw that. Which would be a massive shame. I don't want to see him compete anywhere else. I don't. Wrestle Kingdom 12? No. <laughs> Triple threat match? I want to see him fight at WrestleMania. That's what I want to see. When I did briefly think as AJ Styles was walking to the ring, I was like, oh, I really fucking want to see this match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I hadn't thought about that before. And then as they were like got into the same ring, I was like, oh my God. Could you imagine? This would be great. Um, yes. Yes, it would. Yes, phenomenally great. Yes. Um. So, that's what I liked about Daniel Bryan's promo is he said, um, Brock Lesnar is strong. His arms are strong. His legs are strong. His head. Is his strong. head is strong. <laughs> his but his head is thick. <laughs> that's quite funny. Um. So yeah. The whole point of this promo was Daniel Bryan basically saying AJ Styles was going to mentally defeat Brock Lesnar. Tire him out. 
yeah. physically and mentally. Which I thought was quite a good little avenue to go down. Yeah, it was a good... Like, Daniel Bryan did a better job of hyping this match, I think, than Paul Heyman does. And that's like Paul Heyman's MO. Yeah, well, Paul Heyman basically... Kind of what we missed off Raw, I guess, isn't we? we uh, the promo from Paul Heyman. But Correct. Paul Heyman ba- basically just says, yeah, AJ Styles is great. He calls him the ultimate underdog. And yeah. I can't remember who they said that about before. Sami Zayn. Might have, well, he was the underdog in the underground. <laughs> oh, that's true. I think the ultimate underdog may have been Daniel may Bryan. Been Daniel Bryan, yeah. <laughs> um, he kept calling him that, which was a little bit odd because they literally say how he's the, the phenomenal, phenomenal one, the best yeah. one in the world every single week. Yeah, yeah, a little bit contradictory. Um, but anyway, I'm really excited for this match. I don't know why, because what will happen is AJ Styles get squashed in about five minutes, probably, but I really want to see. I want to see someone take Lesnar down a peg. Uh, take him to I the really limit. hope. Exactly, that's what I mean. Take him to a, like a 10-minute, 15-minute, 20-minute match. Which he's definitely capable of doing. Because you... Um, it's, it's, although it's not great, you can do those uh, brief and sudden ending matches that he's done with Samoa Joe and Braun Strowman because they're not champions. Yeah. Whereas AJ Styles is the best of the other brand. Exactly, he's the best that SmackDown have got to offer. So, so. You, you've you've got to have some kind of lengthy match with even... like They're two completely contrasting styles because we haven't seen Brock Lesnar against someone, like apart from Seth Rollins. We haven't seen him against someone this kind of stature in a long time. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. Definitely interested to see this match. And I, I mean, I love AJ Styles matches, but... Um, hopefully, this will be something different for him. We've not really seen him against much larger opponents. I know Jinder was obviously a lot bigger, but it's quite different. Jinder's rubbish. Um, <laughs> Brock Lesnar's obviously a whole different you, proposition. You don't put Jinder on the same level as Brock Lesnar? No, I don't, no. Fair enough. Which is why this match is now definitely an improvement from the original <laughs> planned one. Better. <laughs> Phenomenally better. Um so, right, yeah. so that was that segment there. Yeah, that was good. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, it was a good start. Um, big talking points from SmackDown then. So, a major title change. Again, another one. Three another in... Another one. Three in <laughs> eight days. Yeah, the Raw title, the Raw tag team titles last week. Yeah. The WWE title last week, and now the tag team title. Uh, the women's title. Sorry. Women's title. Um, so, I didn't think this was going to happen. Did you? I thought... In her hometown, WWE's record recently has been, you're in your hometown, you lose. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't put too much thought into it. I didn't really, to be fair. I kind of forgotten this match was going to take place. I was kind of under the assumption that she would win only because, not necessarily because it was in the hometown, because we know that's how, where they always lose, but because of Ric Flair. Yeah. Because usually... If a wrestler is out injured, especially for a long time, they all, they usually come back and get some kind of title reign or push. Yeah. Um, so they've taken Ric Flair's health scare and used that as an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Are you basically saying that Charlotte's living vicariously through her father? I mean, she might have done that once or twice through her career. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I, I should have probably seen it coming. Um, but this match was actually really good. Did you watch it all the way through? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. 
I. It was much better than the. The crowd were very much into it. Match. Well, Hell in much better than the yeah. Yeah. Better than the Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Um, more of a, more of a story. They kept kind of playing off. The commentators kept mentioning how Charlotte can get quite over emotional. Emotional, yeah, which I thought was a bit weird. It was a little bit weird, but. Corey Graves kept kind of bringing it, especially at the start, kept bringing it back to saying, like, it's good to be aggressive, but yeah. you can't get disqualified. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was better than, definitely better than the first one. Right decision? I think so. Maybe not necessarily the right place or time, yeah. but uh, there's only so long you can go without having Charlotte at the top. So when you think about it, because back in... When you think about people who we grew up watching with, they had quite a lot of title reigns, yeah. mostly. Um, and you, there's not necessarily that many people around today out of like the younger guys who get that many title reigns. But in this women's match, you've got Alexa Bliss, who's won four titles, yeah. and Charlotte's won five. So that's yeah. quite a lot, especially that's for two who's only... A lot around, of gold. Like Charlotte's been around in the main roster like two years, and yeah. Alexa Bliss less Even than that. Even less than that, yeah. Um... I think this makes the match more interesting, in mainly in that, versus Queen. and that I have no idea who's going to win. No, we'll get onto that at the end because I want to do some predictions with you. Um, we'll get onto the Survivor Series just, predictions. Just bring this on me. <laughs> well, that's the best way. Instinct. Um, but yeah, I literally have no idea who's going to win this match uh, now that Charlotte is champion. That's that your prediction? <laughs> no, I'm going to have to come up with one. I'm good at the women's wrestling predictions, apparently. So that's the, the only turnbuckle will be involved. The turnbuckle will be involved. I guarantee it. Um, right. Okay. So yeah, Natalia's reign a bit nothingy. Yeah. Didn't really. Nothing really. No. It. it was like it was her first real title reign, first proper title reign anyway. Mm. I think she had one with the Divas title, but yeah, no one cares. No. Um, and yeah, just not a lot happened. I feel like there were quite a few weeks where she wasn't even on TV. Not doing anything, yeah. She was just always in these semicircle backstage segments, just popping in <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, she's always the one who comes in last and just say says, like, I've got the title. And mm-hmm. it goes away. Yeah. Look at my cat. <laughs> um, yeah. Nothing, a bit nothing eat that rain. It was a nice moment at the end, though, to have Ric Flair come out, the, uh, come out in front of the sort of hometown crowd. They obviously... Gave him a hell of a reception. Do um, we reckon? Very clearly, very emotional, as always. <laughs> you know, I've seen Ric Flair cry too many times yeah. for my liking. Do we reckon, because I know she said that he couldn't be here, do we reckon that was planned? Part, well, it's interesting you mention that, because part of me, when um, Charlotte was up by the ramp, I did think, well, she's hanging around a little bit. But then when the music changed to his... Like she, it wasn't the kind of reaction from her that I was ex- I would have expected her character to sort of do. Yeah, it was a it bit was a more, bit more surprise. It's a bit like disbelief. Yeah. Although I was annoyed because the music is very similar apart from yeah. Charlotte's got a stupid beat over the top of it. I thought it would have been a lot better for them to play the woo that they the usually woo, do at the yeah. start. Why was there no woo? <laughs> there were so many woos throughout the night, yeah. <laughs> but there wasn't the one woo that we all wanted. Yeah. Um, which is a little bit annoying. Yeah. But yeah, I, I know I know he's just been ill. But how weird is it to think that like sometimes ten years is a long time, sometimes ten years isn't a long time. Yeah. So it was only just under ten years since he retired, since he was active in ring. Yeah. And how much older does he look now? Well, I, I mean, suppose because he's older than most people would be at retirement age anyway. Yeah. 
But, but I mean, he look, obviously, he, he just looks, looks so a much bit... more frail than he did. When obviously, he was, the health scare is, is, it plays a big part in that. I think if you look at her, maybe the way he looked at at the time when Charlotte kicked him to the curb, even when he was sort of managing her, he looked a lot healthier then, and obviously mm. he was a lot healthier. Um, so I, I think this is part partly the illness that maybe plays into it. He looks a, li- a lot thinner on top, a lot skinnier. Probably yeah, a bit he's more got a lot brittle. of saggy skin. Yeah, um, but obviously he's getting on a bit, isn't he? So you know, he must be near, near seventy by now. I think. No idea how old Ric Flair is actually, but yeah, he must I be think near he retired around fifty-eight. I right. think roughly around there. Yeah, um, Ric Flair's always been old to me, so that's yeah. the, the weird thing. <laughs> yeah, or at least yeah. always looked old, I guess. I don't know how old he actually is, but um, yeah, it was nice to see him come out at the end. I think it was a nice moment uh, for Charlotte. Uh, a nice moment for the crowd and a nice moment for Rick because he's been through the ringer in the last few months. So, so you just Googled it. Here he is, 68. 68. Born yeah. in 1949. Trees. That was 68 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, no, uh, it was a nice moment. Good to see. Like, it was, it's nice. Like, obviously, he's got his whole 30 for 30 documentary thing, but yeah. it's, nice, it's kind of like confirmation like, look, he's all right. He's yeah. here in front of everyone. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was a nice moment. Um, so moving on from that, then. We didn't really get too much else on SmackDown. What I noticed with SmackDown was there was a lot of sort of, not dead air, but a lot of time being filled by the commentators just Picking. running down Survivor yeah. Series. Uh, and on a two-hour show, you think, maybe that doesn't really, shouldn't really happen. Like, we didn't have Fashion Files this week which may or may not be a good thing now, considering how bad it's been the last few weeks. Um, we didn't see, apart from that, at the end, we didn't see Randy Orton. We didn't, we yeah, didn't see Nakamura. We didn't, we didn't see Was Bobby Randy Roode. Orton in that last I don't think segment. so. No, he hasn't been in any of the Siege segments. We haven't seen, so we haven't seen Randy Orton this week. We, we didn't see Nakamura apart from at the end. We didn't see Bobby Roode. Yeah. We didn't see who else is in the team, Cena and Shane. So yeah. we saw Shane, but saw Shane like, we didn't really see four of the five yeah. in a prominent role. Yeah. Whereas on Raw, it was centered around those five. Yeah, exactly. It was a bit weird. It is a bit strange, especially when they had they clearly had so much time on their hands because they just filled it with the commentators showing us everything. Yeah. Whereas it, instead, it was centered around the women and the New Day and Kevin Owens and yeah. Sammy, which is fine. Which is fine. They were, but on Raw, they would have had that plus the yeah, obviously the, the hour. Yeah. An extra hour helps, but it feels like they could have maybe fit a bit more yeah. into. I did think when I was watching SmackDown that the um, when the new day and that started coming out, I did think is this the main event? Because there's quite a while left to go. Yeah, there was obviously then, a reason for that. Yeah. Uh, so we'll get into the main event. Um, in fact, actually, no, we won't. What we'll do is we'll, we'll go back to the US title match because we missed that one. Oh yeah. Um, about that. Who in their right mind really thought Sinkara was going to win this match? <laughs> Booker T. Booker T. <laughs> Where well, he claimed that, um, that was it would US be champion. it'd be Miz versus the new US champion. We don't know who that is. <laughs> Baron, Baron Corbin. Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think was third on our list of yeah. We had, there was a few nominees. Um, yes, Booker T. Man, you gotta love it. Gotta man. love it, man. <laughs> um. Yeah, US title match, Brown Corbin wins. Probably should have just mentioned that one. It was a decent match, actually. It was all right. 
And I've quite done... enjoyed Sinkara's little resurgence. Yeah, he's done well in the he, last few weeks. He's looked vicious. He has, yeah. Um, but then he just. I do ended, wish he would ended. have like a mouth opening for his mask. Yeah. How does he breathe? Well, and when he did a promo with Brene the other week, it was all muffed by muffled by his mask. <laughs> muffed. <laughs> uh, I knew oh, I was got a muff on the mind. <laughs> his his voice was muffled by his mask, and I just thought. Just get a mouth opening one. Yep. Just do that. Ray had one. Kalisto's got one. Yep. Literally almost every luchador gets one. Yep. Just, it's going to be good for you. <laughs> Take advice from me. Yep. A luchador who's been around for a while. Yes, exactly. Um. Oh, on that advice then. So, main event for the evening, as we mentioned, New Day versus Kevin Owens and Sammy. I'm just wondering, do we want to talk about, very briefly, uh, one of the Usos, don't know who it was. Oh, yeah, Jimmy. Versus uh, Jimmy Chad Uso Gable. versus Chad Gable. Where, it's very confusing now. This has confused the hell out of me. Because. Heel, face, yeah. what? Who's, who's the heel, who's the face? Are they both so tweeners? A Gable and Benjamin heel, because. Is Gable a heel and Benjamin a face? <laughs> Well, it was weird, right? So, because we've seen in the last few weeks them kind of flip flopping around. Yeah. Um, last Cable's week, just turned into a bit of a dick. Hasn't yeah. It? Last week, doing the whole chop block thing, which I I kind of get because yeah, that's what they did to him last, last year, year, which is fine. Which nobody really seems. I know they, someone they didn't mentioned mention it. Someone did say it before it happened, like during the match. Oh, probably Byron. I think I it think was Byron, Byron who said, yeah. "Oh, remember this happened," and then oh, then that happened, and then nobody mentioned nobody it. mentioned it again. Um. Yeah, and then this week it was like they were, Usos were walking to the ring. As soon as they get in the ring, both Gable and Benjamin jump out of the ring, very yeah. heelish. Yeah. Benjamin gets a distraction, gets wiped out by an Uso. Yeah. I it like was, that. Uso number one. It was very much just like, why have we suddenly changed? Because Usos are so good as heels. Yeah. <laughs> I know they're popular. They get good reactions. And they were popular, yeah. But especially them as these characters, these kind of fuggish urban Characters. Yeah, they are. So they're it classic heels. Doesn't make sense for them to be faces. Yeah. Um, Maybe just temporarily face because they're facing a heel team in Cesaro and Sheamus, but who knows? Yeah. Never one of these things that doesn't make sense. But a victory for the Uso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously leading into Survivor Series, which, by the way, is the one time. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't. Okay, I won't. I won't tell you that it's the one time of the year where Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head in direct competition. All right? I'm glad you haven't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, main event then. New Day, so it's actually Xavier and Big E. I never know how they decide who's going to be in these New Day matches, by the way. I'd like to be in on that decision-making process. Who goes, right, we planned it's Xavier and Big E, or do they just go, whichever one of you, Kofi and yeah, Xavier, fancies being in it? 90% of the matches have Big E in <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so they they said at the start of their promo how um, <laughs> so the, with the titles yeah yeah so because I, I I we had at least twenty seven <laughs> I did the math so they said Shield have won thirteen titles which I think is legit I don't know if they're including an NXT title for Rollins I don't think they are right um, and then they went yeah and we've got at least twenty seven most <laughs> of these from Kofi so I was like right. right let me have a look so I think Kofi has fourteen yeah. himself and I was like but there's no way they're gonna get to twenty seven because like Biggie has got the four title tag team title reigns, and mm. he's got an Intercontinental title reign. He also had an NXT one, but I don't think they're counting that. Yeah. And then same with Xavier Woods. 
got the four title reigns so the tag team titles but that's it yeah i was like that's not 27 <laughs> so i would imagine they're just joking around well but yes because new day don't even, even if they said oh at least we've got at least 22 which i think it was that'd be fine <laughs> just say that yeah so well kofi's got 14 i'm assuming that includes the ones with new day yeah 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 okay he's, he's like a four-time us and four-time intercontinental yeah. and like a six or seven time tag champ as well so. yeah pretty storied career to be fair yeah he's done great um won a slammy won an intercontinental, <laughs> that's that's what matters you won a sla- uh, intercontinental tag team uh intercontinental tournament even uh bunch of royal rumble moments did biggie biggie was intercontinental did biggie ever win nxt yeah yeah he was a bit nxt champion did you count that one i i did in my list but i don't oh, okay yeah it still doesn't come up to 27 anyway Anyway, um, I think I'm counting 23 maybe with that then. If but Kofi's 14, Biggie's got five, and Kofi and Xavier's got four. Still not 27. <laughs> it's 23. Uh, anyway, small small details. Uh, you do make it does make you wonder why they would have even said numbers if they didn't actually sit down and work it out. Though, but whatever. Um, you could just literally say that even Kofi has more than all three of the Shield combined. Yeah. That would have been even more like, oh, <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, I did like to say was a little ad-lib, though. It's like Big E was like, most of them are Kofi, like 90% are Kofi, and then Xavier was like, seriously, he's so yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's very good. Um, and he was very good in his match. He wasn't. Because <laughs> he was on the outside doing nothing. Um <laughs> Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come down. We should probably mention this, actually. So Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were sent home from the European tour mm-hmm. for some reason. Now, no one's quite 100% sure, but we're told it's because they were going into business for themselves during SmackDown. Um, now, I find it very difficult to believe that the story that we're hearing, um, that they were supposed to be beaten down by the New Day after their match, why would WWE book like that? So, yeah. It doesn't make I'm, any sense. I'm of the opinion that, that this was potentially a storyline. I was but up I until I was up until this week. Yeah. Up until SmackDown. Um because yeah, so the story floating about is that they were meant to get beaten up by the new day, but instead after the match they instantly just rolled out the ring they before getting left. beaten up. Yeah. Um, either that or they were meant to then go back into the ring but that doesn't make sense because A, heels wouldn't do that and B, two heels wouldn't do that against three baby faces Yeah, there's literally no need and from hearing um, from hearing Taz and the way that he spoke about oh, it yeah, so I was going to ask you if you listened to this actually because I know you listen to Taz's podcast quite a lot yeah, and he he had said from a, from a psychology standpoint um, and from a physical standpoint, there is no way that what you saw on TV wasn't what was meant to happen. Yeah. And apparently the term they've got for it is called taking a powder. Taking a powder. For the whole, um, basically leaving with the heat and not not getting beaten up, not letting the faces get, the, yeah. get their uh, shots in. Yeah. And it makes perfect sense. Um, there's another kind of story floating around saying that Kevin Owens was very like, loud and vocal on the bus about unhappy, how unhappy he was mm. and it was annoying a lot of people but then again Taz said to that like he's been on these tours this happens on like every foreign tour that you get yeah. everyone gets on each other's nerves everyone gets annoyed because they're away from their families or whatever yeah. 
So it was a bit weird. So I thought oh, there's potentially it could be a storyline that maybe even only these guys are actually in on. So because they, they were saying like Kevin Owens may have been may have been told to complain loudly on this bus and like work work the wrestlers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a chance. But then, yeah, them not mentioning it this week on SmackDown kind of made me think, oh, maybe it wasn't. Like, yeah. There was literally no mention of it at all. But it's weird that their punishment would be to get her sent home from the European tour. Yeah. It's not really a punishment, You is get it? to go home yeah. a week early. And you're still on the main in the main event of SmackDown next week. <laughs> can can I just read out some... Um, I don't know if, anyone's, if anyone's seen the interaction between <laughs> Kevin Owens and Randy Orton on Twitter this week. <laughs> So uh, basically, someone on Twitter goes, wow, at Fight Owens Fight, just stopped stopped by my wedding dessert party in Epcot, made this day even better, thank you. And there's a picture of them posing with Kevin Owens. Right, Lit- can I just stop you there? Yeah. Two things wrong with this. Firstly, what the fuck is a wedding dessert party? <laughs> no idea. Absolutely no idea. And secondly, why doesn't Kevin Owens ever just turn up in my life? I know. Because where, wherever Epcot's, Epcot's at Disneyland, in, right? yeah. Uh, so he must have just been there with his family. I just love like he's always at Disneyland. Yeah, he just seems to be mm-hmm. there a lot. But he, so he goes, "It was great meeting you guys. Congrats and good luck." Very young Kevin Owens. To which Randy Orton just out of nowhere, like an RKO, <laughs> out of nowhere. Oh, goes, nice unintentional pun as well. Thanks. <laughs> goes, um, of course he stopped by. It was a dessert party <laughs> with lots of cake and lollipops and donut emojis. Kevin Owens just goes, you vape. <laughs> to which Randy Orton goes, I actually quit vaping this European tour, but you wouldn't know because you're not here. <laughs> oh, good shot. And Kevin Owens goes, I'm so ex- I got so excited for a second. I thought you said you'd quit the company. Congrats on quitting vaping, though. That's great. By the way, that's the best comeback you've blown in years. And I did, <laughs> I didn't show you this bit. <laughs> Someone had responded to that tweet and mocked up. A, a Randy Orton shirt and it said Viper on it and changed it to Vapor yeah. <laughs> and then underneath it says the Vapex Predator <laughs> and, oh, I thought that was brilliant that's pretty cool I do Randy Orton tends to get in a lot of spats on Twitter these days and Kevin Owens is obviously very verbal on Twitter usually in character I was assuming that this is but another scenario where it could potentially set up a feud yeah. after the Survivor Series. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. You're right. Bit of a childish way to start it. <laughs> a little bit childish. Wait, but... It's not really on the same level as Jericho Omega, is it? <laughs> no, not quite. But Started in exactly the same way, though. Yeah. But, yeah, you would imagine... But not with dessert. You would imagine that maybe these guys don't really, like, dislike each other or whatever, mm, but... I don't know. You never know. Well, I don't really know about Randy Orton. I generally think he's a bit of a dick in real life. Yeah, and that's not coming I think, from any basis of fact. That's just the way I think he portrays himself. I think he has kind of um, cooled down over the last few years. He's matured yeah. as a kid and whatever. Have you seen? There's a video going around of him on a house show with Rusev where he does a super kick. No. <laughs> yeah, Rusev turns around, he gives him a super kick, and then hits him with the RKO. And apparently that was like a jab at all indie wrestlers who just like, and especially Kevin kick. Owens who uses a super kick like yeah. all the time yeah. as just a transitional move. <laughs> He's all right. He also a decent super kick. <laughs> Randy Orton, not yet part of the Shield, but, you know, everyone else seems to be getting a run. Yeah. I wonder when I'm going to get my turn in the Shield. Yeah. That'd be nice. Bloody love to work with Seth Rollins. <laughs> um, See who the real big dong is. <laughs> <laughs> For God's sake. <laughs> in the gutter. That's where we are now. 
Right, let's get back out of the gutter and in back into the main event, which didn't actually finish, did it? No. It didn't. Speaking of the shield. Speaking of the shield, right? What a great of, transition that was. Speaking of big was. dongs. <laughs> <laughs> big E, big dong. Um, match interrupted by the shield. Um, swiftly massive followed. pop. Yeah, massive pop. Um, swiftly followed by, well, not maybe not swiftly, actually. Um, they Who made their way down up? to the ring, um, surround it. And exactly what I thought was going to happen happened. Kevin Owens and Sammy <laughs> gradually backed away and slipped out of the bag of the ring and back up the. Which is the exactly road. what they should have done. Exactly what they should have done, but they'll probably get in trouble for it. Um, I get sent home from the American tour. Yeah, <laughs> they get sent to Europe just to stay there. <laughs> they get back to the UK <laughs> yeah. with no one else around. Yeah. <laughs> now you can have maybe Sammy that. And maybe Kevin. that's going to be how Kevin Owens just pops up in your life. Yeah, maybe get sent to Europe as. You know how they say he's get sent to Coventry. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe next week. No, not next week. Whenever he be recording in Coventry, Kevin Owens will just show up. One thing that annoyed me about it's this segment. Happen, it? No. <laughs> One thing that um annoyed me about this segment, so they rolled out of the ring and then it's a beat down in shoes. Yeah. Uh so it's Who's the three on three. <laughs> That's not what I said. So there's the three on three fight, shield getting the upper hand and then the Usos run out, right? There wasn't enough of a stare down, was there? Was no, and there was, was made of it. there was absolutely no mention of the fact that the Usos were staring down against their cousin, yeah, exactly. Roman Reigns, which is why which is why they before they got attacked, and stared at him. Yeah. but no one mentioned as if, anything. As if to kind, of, it all happened kind of too quick. Too quick. But it, I would imagine it was them staring at, as if to kind of be like, "Yo, what's going on, bro?" Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was no mention of it, and then they just started getting beaten up by Ronald Ambrose. Yeah. And then everyone else jumped in. I thought they, they could have done better with that. Yeah, I didn't like this segment that much. Mainly because, firstly, it took too long for the SmackDown locker room to come out. Mm. Why was it just the Usos? Why were they the ones who came out first? Like, fine, it was great that they were coming out. If they were going to come out first and on their own, they should have made a bigger deal out of the whole Roman thing. But they didn't. Um, it made sense that it was then Cesaro and Sheamus that to follow. Sense. yeah. Um, Those four what, teams all kind of linked. Well, what, what went through my mind was, um, like, uh, maybe they could change this match for Survivor Series. Um, obviously, I hope they don't, but they could change this to a five-on-five. Now they've got two teams of three against each other and two teams of two against each other. This could be another Raw versus SmackDown uh, five classic five five-man Survivor Series match. Yeah, but it won't be. That's fine. Um, then you lose a match from the card. So. Lose a match, but you'd have them all on there. You could probably get some more people in somewhere. You know, maybe Elias to have a concert. <laughs> you know what? You know what Elias is going to do on. Every time we've made an English and Rusev, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which is not where Rusev should be, man. No, but did you know that Survivor Series is Rusev Day? <laughs> Every day is Rusev Day. Yeah. Oh, you thought? Did you think I was going to go for Survivor Series? Is the only day of the blah 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 blah. Well, it's, it's, it is the only day of the blah 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 blah. It's going to be Rusev Day. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait for tomorrow to be Rusev Day and the day after. Whatever Rusev Day entails, every day is a Rusev Day. Randy Orton once ruined Rusev Day, but that's okay. There'll be many more happy Rusev Days to come. <laughs> um, oh, I love Rusev. I really hope he doesn't leave. <laughs> Please don't go, Ruru. Um. So yeah, what I didn't like about this segment then was that obviously the the, the lack of in sort of urgency, urgency from the SmackDown locker room, the fact that um, the women were walking down the corridor and then just 
barged into the women's locker room. It's a good job all the women were fully dressed because the cameraman just waltzed in there. <laughs> it's a good job they were all together as well. Yeah, like, just competing. Just in the same room. You know, they have the like all the women have room. to stay in the locker room. Yeah, they have they their own locker room. They can't sit in gorilla <laughs> or in catering. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was a bit, yeah, a bit rubbish. Um, I still don't like seeing Bailey beat people up. <laughs> it just doesn't sit well with mm, me. Yeah. And it was also a bit weird. Why was that bit with what was that bit with Charlotte? Obviously, it was meant to build the Alexa Charlotte. Bit, yeah, but it was a bit strangely, like weirdly executed moment. Yeah, her just kind of getting up and staring and looking yeah. at them, and it was weird. And then Alexa with a fucking brutal punch. Brutal. It was brutal. Um. So yeah, I didn't really get that bit. Um. I literally and just, would have just sent Nia Jackson on her own. Yeah. Do you not think, like, they just sort of dawdled a little bit. So they gave Shane the triple power. Ball. Yeah. It was it was like, so that, because obviously that was backstage. Yeah. So, like, I would, imag- I would imagine pretty much nothing happened in the ring while that was going on backstage. And then as soon as that bit finished, they were like, right, let's get back to yeah. punching you. Uh, it, was, it was very, yeah, it was quite staggered and too long yeah well basically they, they triple power bomb shane and then angle angle slammed him and then they triple power bombed him again it was kind of like they were just stalling it was and part weird. of me thought that i was about to hear john cena's music hit and he was gonna come help oh, i didn't even think about that but that didn't happen part of me thought i'm gonna hear aj Styles' music hit and he's gonna come help didn't and, think about that but that didn't happen either and then then Braun's music would hit and he would come out and destroy everyone. That's what I thought would happen, but Braun was already down there, which kind of ruined it a little bit. It was weird, because like I mentioned earlier, I liked the whole it was 50-50 until Braun's music hit and he just destroyed everyone. Yeah. Um, he didn't really. Well, he, he destroyed, I think, the hype bros on the ramp and yeah. um, Tom Phillips was like, oh no! <laughs> um, but it was weird. So yeah, they did the triple powerbomb and Braun was in the ring yeah. with them and he was all like, get him up, get him up. I presume they were going to feed him, feed Shane to him for a power yeah, slam. But, it, but then they it, just did they another powerbomb. That's what I thought was wrong about it. Like, that should have been what they did. Why didn't they do that bit? Yeah. And it's kind of like they, they were just stalling because they found they had more time left and they and one of the things finished. that always annoys me about this kind of stuff is um, in a match, you get beaten down like that, you're back in a minute. Yeah. In these segments or in a in a multi man match you get beaten down like this, you're on the outside for fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then literally as soon as the raw all the raw people walk backstage, they all got back into the ring. Like they all got up at the same yeah, time literally, back into the ring. As soon as they left, they were all fine again. It was good to see Cat Angle do an angle slam. He got got a bit physical. It wasn't a great one, was but <laughs> at least he got physical, like he looked intense, got physical. Yeah. I quite I mean I quite liked the segment, I just didn't I just thought it could have been better, you know. As good most things. Yes, I guess so. Um, so that brings us on to the end of SmackDown Live then. Um, an eventful week leading up to Survivor Series, which I'm looking forward to. Definitely. Um, Might have to watch this one live, undecided yet. Yeah, I won't be able to watch it live, I don't think. I'm going to be in Scotland. Unlucky. Yeah, so I don't. Not that that stops me obviously being accessing it, but there is a big um, time difference in <laughs> Scotland. <laughs> I just um, I think, yeah, I, I won't be watching it um, live anyway. Hopefully, I'll get to watch it on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or sometime soon, <laughs> uh, without it being ruined for me by spoilers or the WWE. <laughs> um, so speaking of, I'm Survivor turn off your notifications now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Speaking of Survivor Series, then. Um, is that soon? 
it is soon Andrew it's also the one, the one time no I'm not going to do it um, obviously Matt oh I was going to say dearly departed friend but he's not dead <laughs> he's just on holiday um, he had a brush with death with his illness the other week yeah once Matt had swine flu as well did you? <laughs> in 2016 yeah. that was weird <laughs> anyway hopefully he was, it wasn't a recurrence of that the other week but he's on holiday now he's not dead um, the card looks impressive and Matt's not here to give his thoughts. So what we'll try and do is get some thoughts from Matt during the week and put them online uh, on our Twitter. And, you know, I can try and improve on my record of losing each prediction round we've ever done. Um, yeah, you're the only one who hasn't won a week. Uh, yeah, won a well, prediction we've only really done two, haven't we? So it's not that bad a record, let's no. face it. Matt wants of SummerSlam, me and Matt tied. Yeah. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy, yeah, not yeah. Helena Cell. Uh, was it No Mercy? Yeah, it was No... Mm, yes. TLC. TLC, that was the one. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't remember making a prediction for John Cena Roman Reigns. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, you need to pull your finger out your ass, really. <laughs> Thanks for the advice. Um, right. Okay. Let's run down the card, then, and see what our predictions are. So, let's start with the Cruiserweight Championship, because nobody cares about that one. Um, Enzo versus Kalisto. What do you reckon? Enzo. Enzo retains. I'm going with Enzo too. Uh, I think this is the... Probably the easiest... Maybe not the easiest to call, but one of the easiest to call results of the card. And this is going to come back to bite me now, like it did last time with Enzo match... <laughs> I don't want to see any more of these matches. No, um, I don't. I don't know where they go afterwards, though. I don't know where they go with Enzo afterwards, but if Kalisto wins, then we'll get another Kalisto-Enzo match, no. and I don't care. I feel like Enzo and Drew Gulak might. Could Drew Gulak end up being the biggest face on tour? Yeah, well, life? potentially. He gets a good reaction, and he's good at what he does. It's quite funny. Yeah, but we're going off topic now. Both of us predicting Enzo right to retain. I am on the Zo train. Assuming this, <laughs> assuming this one's on the pre-show, right? Yeah, they've already said it is. Okay, right, fair enough. Uh, okay, let's go with the, the one title being defended on the show. Yeah, it's on the show. Actually, <laughs> not on the show. Let's go with probably my least, well, the match I'm least looking forward to, um, which is, and I hate to say it, but it's the Miz versus Baron Corbin. I just don't, I don't see the point. Like. This doesn't really gel, does it, this match? Yeah, they've tried to build intrigue via Twitter. Um, but it's like... That's forced, isn't it? That's like... It's the, it's the two... The two kind of... I don't want to necessarily big, say biggest heels, but it's two of the biggest heels on both shows. Mm. I would imagine Miz is going to be the fan favourite in this match, purely because he just gets good reactions and people like him. Yeah. Um so yeah it's a bit of an awkward one I um, it's tough because Baron Corbin's bigger and stronger but Miz has got the Miz Tourage maybe yeah Um, but I think Miz can probably afford losses more so I'm gonna I'm literally just changed my mind right now I'm gonna go Baron Corbin <laughs> you just talk yourself out of that one yeah, I was going into that. I was as I was speaking, I was thinking Miz, and then I swerved myself. You swerved yourself. Um, see, this card is a tough one because you 
you know that there, there's going to be some sort of balancing it out throughout the show. So if basically, I don't think there isn't going to be one brand that wins loads and one brand that barely wins. It's going to be fairly even like it usually is. Um, but when you make predictions in this way, if you haven't thought about it beforehand, <laughs> it's quite hard to get them right because you probably end up picking one show more a lot more than the other. Yeah. And I'm f- guess, these, getting these... the sense that I'm going to pick Raw a lot more than SmackDown. Yeah, these, these predictions are off the cuff. Yeah. I don't know about you anyway, but I haven't put any thought of really, them until now. Really. So so the, best, the best way to do it, though. I'm, I'm not going to think about who's on what brand I'm just going to think about who I think is in the better position to win. Yeah, but I basically I envisage a lot of raw victories later on in the card. So I think I'm going to go with Baron Corbin as well. I can't. I can envisage a Miz victory quite easily. Yeah, I. I Baron's can, on his own against three. I can, it wouldn't do much damage. The only way lost. I can see that would be yeah, Miz has involvement from the Miz to Raj, but then that's like. Um, usually a, a method in which to get like sympathy for a face yeah and that's not the case with corbin so it's hard actually i'm gonna change my mind i'm going miz we will need some variation so yeah it's good that you've gone for something different yeah, i'm going with the miz um all right women's uh a five on five elimination match raw versus smackdown um i'll go first with this one i have no idea <laughs> Why Why don't I have an idea? Mainly because Asuka's in it. She makes me think Raw's going to win. But I think Raw again might win later on in the card. Is this basically going to be a clean sweep? Like I, I can't see it. So something tells me Asuka's going to get eliminated in some bullshit way. <laughs> and SmackDown are going to win. Okay. There's two ways this whole Asuka thing can go. She'll either be on the winning team because of her winning streak, mm. or she'll be on the losing team, and that's a way to quell. Quell, is that a word? Yeah, it's a word. Might the not be the right word, but it's a word. The losing streak, to get rid of it, basically. Right, yeah, But okay. under the radar. Whether that be a very underwhelming way to get rid of her mm. losing streak, I don't know. I think if there's any... I think Nia Jax gets eliminated probably first. Mm. As as the big people do in all the multi-man matches, yeah, she'll either be eliminated first or be the last woman standing. Um, One well, is a big gamble, isn't it? So I think Raw's going to win, and I think Nijak's going up first, and I think Oscar is the last woman standing. See, I can see that happening, but I just can't see the sheer one-sidedness of this card. Do we think of any kind of? Um, Malfunction at the junction for Bailey and Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that will cause tension between yeah, Bailey and maybe. Sasha. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to stick with SmackDown, but I'm I'm very unconfident in that prediction. Um, okay, so I don't know. <laughs> I lack confidence in that prediction. Then the bar versus the Usos. The bar. Um, <laughs> Usos. Do you know why? I don't know why. Because they've been down <laughs> since day one ish. <laughs> Approximately day one. They're going to line them all up and they're going to knock them down like this. 
And they got the whole division on lock. They do. The hype bros. Oh, lock. There you go. I was waiting for you to say. <laughs> and then the rest. And then the rest on lock, yeah. Even the ascension. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think... You think Uso I think Uso is purely just because they keep saying, like, the commentators keep drilling home that they're, like, the best tag team in the world. Whatever. So... Yeah, I would. I think I'm gonna go along with that one. I think I'm going with the Usos as well. And yeah, I think that's pretty. Should I'm be pretty, a very good match. It, I'm very looking forward to that match actually. Very looking forward. <laughs> yes, I'm very looking forward to it. Is that a? I'm really the looking. The correct forward vernacular. To Was that the right word? <laughs> yes. What did you say? Vernacular. Vernacular. I thought you said funicular. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, this has gone back to grammar lessons with CM Punk. <laughs> right, Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair. This is a toughie. Yes. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> you basically have no idea, do you? Because I don't even. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go first. I am going with Alexa. I was. I was thinking of saying Charlotte. And I kind of want to go with the opposite of what you say. <laughs> and contrarian. Alexa is my spirit animal. <laughs> and my bae. I'm going to go with Charlotte. You're going with Charlotte? I can... She's like, the new champ. I know she and is. And she's... And Alexa is the kind of... As, as, as is the case with Miz, the kind of heel who can eat victories. I mean, eat losses. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I don't have much confidence in my prediction with this one. I'm just picturing the end of this match is Alexa pushes Charlotte into the turnbuckle <laughs> and then pins her. So that's going to happen the other way around, let's face it. Push her into the turnbuckle and do a DDT. Yeah. That's the move. They're never going to come up with a name for that move. Or she, <laughs> like, she doesn't even use it in every match. No. I've said my prediction, but I really don't know. <laughs> She's good, in if a way. If you change your mind, then I'm going to have to change my well, mind. Well, exactly. So, all right, I'll stick with mine. I'm going to Alexa. Although, I think oh, it's probably oh going to be Charlotte now. <laughs> so you Do you want to go with Alexa? You want to go with Charlotte. I want to go with Alexa. But I've, I want to go with Charlotte because I think she's more likely to win. Okay. Well, I'll go with Alexa then. Just to be different. I'll put competition um, over... Like allegiance, allegiances. Yeah. I'm very much in this whole siege thing. Like, <laughs> I'll put allegiances aside for the for the competition. Fair enough. Um, the head-to-head competition that happens once a year. Mm-hmm. Right. So let's go with the Shield versus the New Day. I can only see one winner: the Shield. The fans. <laughs> the fans. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good shout. But it's the Shield, right? Got to be the shield. It's got to be the shield. They won't. They're not going to lose this match. Believe in the shield. And as much as New Day rocks, it's still definitely the shield. Um, oh, I was. I nearly said something stupid there. I was going to say which two of the New Day do we think it will be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> going to be one of the rare occasions they will all be in the match. Quick point on the New Day. Promo before the main event on SmackDown, Biggie made a very big point about them never having an argument and never turning on each other. Yeah, and they also kept drilling at home in Coventry. 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 Commentary. 
as well. Especially we, Byron Saxon. We think maybe somebody's going to cover that. No. No. Okay. Never mind. They they did say, come WrestleMania, the Shield won't be together, but we will be together, which is a bit like. Mm, <laughs> <will> you? <laughs> but no, I I don't think now's not the time. I don't think for a t- any kind of turn. Maybe a little accidental like dissension or something. Not the ascension, but no heel turn or anything. No. Okay. Well, I'm going shield. You going shield? I'm going shield. Okay. Right. So that leads us on to the five man elimination match, which I am saying is probably actually it probably will be the main event. Would you say? Oh, I've forgotten about. Brock AJ, yeah. It's good. It'll be the main event. What, the, the elimination match? Yeah. All right, we'll go Brock AJ then. Um, Brock AJ. So, again, I can only really see one winner, which pains me to say, but it's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. It, what have we disagreed on so far? Charlotte and Alexa. Ms. Baron Corbin. Ms. Baron Corbin. And Raw Women versus SmackDown Women. Okay. It's enough variation. <laughs> That's enough. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Brock. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Brock. As much as I want AJ Styles to win. Yeah, I just can't see it happening. As much as he would deserve it. He's there every week. He deserves it. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just not going to happen, is it? And as he doesn't as, really need to win. As long as he hits. He puts in, on as long as he puts in a good show and doesn't get squashed, I think that's enough for WWE to say, right, well, oh, he did well. Which is better than a lot of people do. <laughs> yeah. I think if this is a five-minute squash, um, five German suplexes and an F5, people would be very unhappy. Yeah. People will shit all over it. Yes. It's in Houston, Texas, isn't it? Yes. So. That bears no relevance to anything. There's no relevance, but I would imagine Texas crowds are generally good crowds. They're very wrestling towns, aren't mm, they? Yeah. Yeah, Booker T's hometown, by the way. Booker T's I'm hometown. I'm sure he'll be on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I reckon he's a, you know, you got to love it, man. He's, there's so many people in the, on this card that he's going to have such a bad time. Like, he just gets... Well, thank God for his, for his sake that both Jason Jordan and, and Elias aren't on this card. <laughs> he might actually have a decent night. Um, Right, so we're both going Brock, right? Unfortunately, yes. Yes, Um, agreed. So, it leads us on to the main event, and what we think is going to be the main event, the men's Survivor Series elimination match. Now, the reason why I've gone with some of my earlier predictions, the reason why I thought maybe Baron Corbin might win, although I changed it to the Miz, was that I'm pretty sure Raw will win this match. Basically, they lost last year's. Yep. And I don't see them losing this one. They lost last year's men's match, but they won the tag and the women's match last year. Yeah. So I've got them losing the tag and the women's and winning the men the men's this year. I think it's got to be Raw, isn't it? They've got... Although they've... They've got Braun Strowman on their team and a big deal Strowman, has been made of some other joke. They've got 14... They, it was, is it, it is an all-star match. You've mm. got... A 16-time world champion, a 14-time world champion, a 13-time world champion. Yeah. You've got a Hall Kurt of Angle. Famer, Kurt Angle. <laughs> You've got first-ever Universal champion, Finn Balor. Shinsuke Nakamura. You've got former NXT champions, Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, Nakamura, and Bobby Roode. Yeah. 
and then Braun Strowman, <laughs> former European champion Shane, <laughs> and Braun, and Braun, who is just Braun, titles. Braun, Braun can't be killed. Braun can break the ring on demand. Oh, do you, actually, do we think Kane's going to interfere and eliminate Braun? Or do you think that's the last we've seen of Kane for a while? Depends what's going on with old Mayor stuff. If he needs to be busy back in uh, Knox County or whatever yeah. it is. I've, I'm going to say Raw. I think it has to be Raw because there's also the whole, like, there's no implications for SmackDown if they lose, but there's but there supposedly the implication Raw, yeah. that Kurt will lose his job unless this is what could potentially lead into, like, a match against Triple H. At WrestleMania. Which I think is kind of where we're heading. So a logical way for that to happen would be maybe Triple H turns on Kurt mid-match to, to say, like, look, well, Steph wants you out. and Yeah, but then why would Triple H cost his wife, his wife's team the match, you know, makes sense. As I guess it's more... I know it's the whole, my dad built this brand thing, whatever, but... Maybe she wants cut out more than she wants Raw to win. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure either. Um, I'm going I'm with also, Raw. Oh yeah, I'm going with Raw as well. But because there's, there's so many theories going around. There's theories that Jason Jordan will cost Raw, um, turn on his dad. Yeah. There's theories that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will cost SmackDown. Well, they've got to be a part of this, right? There, there was even a, a theory that Randy Orton turns on SmackDown and joins Raw. I, I see absolutely no reason for that to happen at all. I've seen a theory that Daniel Bryan turns on SmackDown and joins Raw. Really? Yeah. How how does he do a turn without getting physical? Does he hand a chair to someone or something? Yeah, something like that. I don't know, but... Could you imagine, though? He'd, like... It's not going to happen. La- the last two. <laughs> Shane. Shane. Kurt Angle. They're both down after Braun gets pissed and decimates everyone. Um... <laughs> Danny Bryan's music hits, comes down to the ring. He, they're both in the like opposite corners of the ring. Danny Bryan's in the middle, turns around and delivers the running knee to Shane. So not only does he turn on Shane, but he does a bump. Yes. He's coming back. Oh, it would be amazing. It's just not going to happen. But yeah, what's going on with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? Are they? They can't not be on the show at all. Yeah. Maybe um, that's their punishment. Unless, yeah, they literally... Unless maybe there's like a, they're in a segment and they're like, look, we don't care about this whole brand v. brand. We don't care about SmackDown. We don't care about Shane. And they just literally walk out of the arena. That is that is their segment of the night. Yeah. Unless they're going to be in the... Uh, in a singing segment with Elias. <laughs> Elias will sing and Sami Zayn will dance around him. <laughs> I really don't think that'll happen. Paper boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Raw. So it's, it's Raw, right? Okay. So I think that covers everything. We'll get those... We'll get some opinion on Matt, on who he thinks. I know he hasn't really, really had a chance to watch uh, much of what's been going on the last couple of weeks. He would have been so happy that Jinder lost the title as well. <laughs> Jinder lost the title, JJ's out of the team. Yeah. Roman's back. Though. Roman's back, yeah. unfortunately. Um, he would have been delighted. Um, but we'll try and get a thoughts on Matt's thoughts on the predictions for Survivor Series and we'll get them online for you. Um, speaking of online, please do go follow us on Twitter at 
the underscore PWP uh, on Instagram at the People's Wrestling Podcast. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Follow us on online at Ali Bunker eighty eight on Twitter. Aiden, what are you? Just Aiden Bunker. At Aiden Bunker. A I D A N. And Matt, I'll try and be better than he was at remembering his <laughs> own Twitter handle at the Bear M Bumby on Twitter. So yeah, give us a follow. Interact. Let us know what your thoughts are on Survivor Series uh, afterwards on you know Sunday or well, Monday morning onwards. Um, so yeah, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we've been the P- PWP. Thank you for your time, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>